Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Oh, you're recording this? Dude, you know the <laughs> first time you don't oh, say that? I'm suing the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, Alright, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Andy. Hey, now. Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> and uh, guest host, Chris Freiberg. What's going on? Uh, welcome back. It's been a while. What's up, yeah, Chris? Thanks for having me. All right. This is episode 263 The Flusher Returns. Uh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go? Uh, I want to go because I want to get it out of the way. Again, I did nothing but sim this week, which was a lot of fun. From what I can remember, I had a few drinks and I was simming for about two and a half hours. Then I started playing Grand Theft Auto and I got killed repetitively and I called people trolls. And that's probably as much as I remember. But, uh, and then did more shoveling, but not the same night, like the next day, more shoveling. Because it's not only, like, shoveling the walk or the driveway. It's, like, my poor dog has to go to the bathroom, so I'm, like, trying to find, like, ground underneath all this snow somewhere for her. Uh Uh-huh. So it's more more shoveling with that and uh, just – and it's – I was going to say this, but I don't know how to to put it in a nice way, but I actually was doing a lot of bleeding this week because of all this dry air and not having any humidifier on in the house, which I do have now. Dude, my nose was bleeding like every day because it's so dry. Yeah. Well, and I'm out in the bucket truck, so I'm out in 15 degrees and, you know, installing stuff, and then I'm back in the heat of the cab. Right. And at one point, it was pouring out. Like like somebody turned a faucet on. I was like, oh, my God, I've never had it this bad. Like both hands covered in blood, the snow on the ground, the side of the truck. Oh man, <laughs> it was so bad. And you know, we get these kids that are like the watchers, quote unquote, because they have to watch you. Uh, because you know, people can't people can't do anything without killing themselves, so they have to be watched. So at least when you kill yourself, they go, "Yeah, he touched that over there. And that's what he did." Because oh these kids gosh. are these kids are just kids. They're, they they don't know anything. Some of them might know, but you can't be like. Hey, how much voltage is in that cable? Can I get four feet away from it, or do I have to stay twenty feet away from it? And they'll be like, "I don't uh-huh. know." Yeah. <laughs> so I told the kid, I was like, "I got to go into the control house there," and you know, I knew I knew they had a bathroom in there. I was like, "I got to get uh, some paper towels and stuff and wash my hands and everything." And he's just like, "Well, I don't have access." I'm like, "Dude, I got access. Don't worry about it." But that was it. That was all I did was shovel, sim. And bleed from my nose. <laughs> Damn. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's getting better. I mean, it's evening out now. The The weather's kind of evening out, and it's not as cold. So and days are getting longer. So uh, actually, I heard that Sunday we might have, let's see, what did they say? 40s and sunny. Maybe hitting 50. I don't know. I might be able to get out 
and do some flying on Sunday. Nice. Who's next? Uh, I I can go next. Um, well, did the Friday night sim. Um, of course, I was on there uh, pretty late. I think by the time we ended up logging off, it was uh, it was uh, me, Satinder, Devin, and Monty, and uh, Alex Genovese ended up showing back up again. Right, right. And we just kind of BSed with him for a little while, but I think we ended up getting off of uh, Discord probably like around one thirty my time again. Wow. I mean, we were on there late. Yeah. I don't remember Monty showing up. Yeah, he was there for a little bit. He was uh, there late. I think I left around 1030. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. I, I think he did pop on after you had gotten off uh, offline. But okay. uh, yeah, we were just on there BSing about whatever. Um, and of course, you know, I think Alex uh, Genovese, I think he was at the flying field that that night. And, well, of course, it was like morning, you know, whenever we're on Discord. But, uh, right. yeah, he was just, he was at the f- flying field chatting it up with uh, everybody on Discord. And, uh, you know, just nice having a good time as always. Yeah, that was and, pretty uh, cool. Oh, yeah. Awesome. And then... Uh, Let's see. Worked in like freezing, frigid ass weather. Oh my god. It has been so cold over here. And I ended up buying a black nitro. Really? So, um, nice. Yeah. Nice. Really really stoked about it. It's my first uh Nitro seven hundred, so this is gonna be a fun one. I mean oh, been wanting one of those for a, a good long minute. Um and the motor for my OS 37 had came in for the shuttle today. So I'll get to be doing some wrenching later on tonight with that. You know, see about getting it installed and everything. Uh, just swap out the motors that I've got the 32 in it right now. So just more or less swapping everything over to the 37 and get that mounted back in there. And uh, other than that, gearing up for rcho my bag is literally almost packed ready to go cool nice yeah i can't wait oh man i don't know what i'm thrilled about more the fact that i'm riding in an airplane all the way over there or the event itself i mean i've never even the highest altitude i've ever been was like 500 feet and that was at a air show and i went on a helicopter ride didn't even i don't even think we made it past 500 feet yeah, you're Jeez, dude. cruising a little bit higher than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it'll be really quick. I mean, you're not coming from far. But you get four plane rides out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Sorry about the laughs> layover. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be taking off from Kansas City International Airport, going all the way to Dallas, and then from Dallas over to uh, North Carolina. And on the way back, I'll be going from North Carolina to Chicago, I think. Chi-town, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much chill there for a couple hours and then back to Kansas City. Wow. Oh, yeah. So it's like I've, I think it's probably been 20 years since I've actually stepped foot in an airport. I mean, I was only there to pick up a relative. So as far as procedures and everything, I've been looking this stuff up. And of course, you know, with the whole COVID thing going on, I've just been checking weekly to make sure there was no 
changes last minute that you know on something I need to do before the trip or whatnot. So, yeah. oh yeah, it's oh I'm ready to go, dude. Awesome. Good thing you're not a day or two early. You may got stuck in Dallas for the whole weekend. Yeah. Oh, I know. Right. I, I've I've got family in uh in uh, San Marcos, Texas, uh, about a few miles out from San Antonio, and you know they they were out of power for about a day or two. Wow. Yeah. I could. It'd kind of be almost worth it for the memes. We'd have Ian sitting at the airport looking at Facebook, <laughs> RCHO field. <laughs> Uh, He'd be like that dude sitting on the swing all by himself while fun mm-hmm. stuff's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'll be flying my ass off. I mean, I haven't. I don't think I've. No, I'm saying if like you got stuck month. in the airport somewhere and couldn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is very true. <laughs> I hope you're not superstitious. <laughs> Actually, I'm not, but I have been jinxed before. <laughs> I was in Dallas one year when it snowed. And uh, it's like a quarter inch snow just shuts the entire state. Down. Yeah, they don't know what to do. They're like, "What is this on the floor? It's slippery." And they salt the intersections so like you can stop, but the guy behind you slams right into you. <laughs> <laughs> just the box. They don't yeah. care about any of the road. Just the box. <laughs> I don't know. It might have changed by now, but uh, yeah, yeah. that was my experience in the nineties. I don't know. I had to drive through Dallas uh, during a, a very big downpour. You know, we were going to a family get together and got caught in a storm on the way down. Tell you what, the drainage down there sucks on the interstate. I mean, we went through high water and just and just going in a straight line. There was no hill or anything. We were, you know, we were just on just waiting along. Just <laughs> oh yeah, we were just in the middle of traffic and we were just entering like downtown, and then there was just a body of water right on the road i was just kind of just chilling there because i've already put a vehicle through high water and it didn't end very well and until i seen a trans am go right through the water it's like okay it's like and i just went follow his wake (laughs) (laughs) um talking about power guess what i didn't have this weekend oh no way electricity (laughs) yeah i think power went out (laughs) yeah i don't know i'll ask my wife um, <laughs> but, uh, what do you call it? Yeah. I, what was it? Friday, Friday night. Um, the power went out. It's like, okay, great. Um, hooked up the generator and I was like, oh, I still have internet. That didn't last long. <laughs> last about oh. 30 minutes. And then the internet went and I'm like, damn, now this sucks. Yeah. Like even with the generator, like everything we watch is streaming. So, yeah. <clears throat> but um, but we may do. Uh, my my wife and daughter have a an extensive Disney collection <laughs> and Pixar movie, so we kind of just Disney plus it, but old school style with actual DVDs and Blu-rays. Oh wow! Yeah, I watched a whole bunch of movies on the Xbox, so that was cool. At least uh, you know my RC generators. I didn't even bust out the big one. I just used the small, you know, twenty three hundred watt to eighteen hundred watt running one. That little RC one that I have. Yeah. And it lasted all the way through Monday afternoon when my power got restored. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Um, it was 50 degrees in the house. It was pretty cold. <laughs> wow. You know, but uh, we survived. It was good. Well, you have electric heat? No, we have, um, well, it's electric, but it's like forced air. But, yeah, so 
basically uh, without electricity the house is dead like everything runs on electricity in this house so one of the things uh i'm gonna be looking into is uh it's a generator you know something for the house uh, we also have fireplaces but we don't have a propane tank they never installed one when they built the house so we're gonna get that installed too so that way you can have the you know gas fireplaces on yeah, yeah. and plus that can fuel yeah. the propane generator you know so right so that's the plan at least but yeah um isn't that the worst feeling though like you lose power and you're like all right i gotta get the lights back on and then you lose cable and you're like yeah well now what am i gonna do read a fucking <laughs> right. book yeah, yeah read a book you know i mean books you know what no. I, I no i start <laughs> to get mad that i'm so like overwhelmed by technology during the during a regular day that i'm like i yeah. should be able to cope without it but you get yeah. that you get that like feeling like you're in a box or you know i don't know I just you don't find it refreshing to not have it just read a book or something no no oh. i do yeah. not no i <laughs> mean neither i'm sorry like i'm i'm not like totally hooked you know like have to be online and have to be doing things like that but i mean i need my netflix youtube and uh my disney like i need my streaming services so you do so. have to be online yeah but i don't have to be like socially online you know i don't care about that stuff so much yeah but for content, like, I, you know, I have cable, but even then, it's like, I'd rather watch content on my phone or streaming content than, you know, what's on TV these days, so. I can't um, even pick up a guitar because it's electric. <laughs> I, mean, I can't even practice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah, when power did come back, um, oh, it came back big time, so I... I I got to crack in and started working on a lot of things. Um, I had two 4,500 success packs. I wanted to build up to be a stick pack. Uh, I needed my soldering iron. Couldn't find it, so I bought another one. And soldered that up, so I got that pack ready for the raw. Cool. Uh, what else did I get? I got my OMPM1 parts in that I ordered. They finally came back in stock, and as soon as I got that email alert, I ordered a whole bunch of stuff like tail booms and uh, a frame and a whole bunch of other stuff that I needed for the heli. And, you know, when I had the Oxy-2, I always thought it was a pain in the ass to work on because it's the really, really tiny 1.5 millimeter screws. They're like M2s, but they're 1.5 or whatever, hex bit. They're really, really small. Until this M1, which is about maybe a little bit smaller, but it's about the same size, I would say. Um, they have screws that are, I don't have a bit for it. I actually ordered the bits, hopefully it's the right bit, but I ordered a 0.7 millimeter hex what? bit. They're that little? I can't get the servo um, off the thing because it's not I've a 1.5. I've never seen anything that small. Yeah. A lot of the bolts are 1.5, but the servo, the, the bolts sure that hold the servos on. it's not 1.3? Maybe. But I ordered a whole set just in case. Okay. Um, let me see. What else? But I got all of that fixed except for one thing, which is the servo arm. I can't get the servo off to fix the arm. So that's kind of benched right now. But everything else is fixed. Tail boom, the frame, and everything else. Um uh, I ordered an RC car. I think I mentioned it last week. Yeah. Yep. And I got it in. I got it Monday. Nice. And like, it, it was like perfect timing. Like, 
the power came back. I'm like, fuck this. I'm taking a shower. I, I took a shower and then the fucking FedEx guy came. I was like, fuck yeah. Let's start building this shit, you know? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I started building it and I started around like 4 p.m. And off and on, like, you know, obviously eating dinner and, and taking care of the kids and stuff. I didn't finish till about two in the morning, but I finished the kit. Um, motors in, everything was in. The only thing I didn't do was run the fuel lines. Um, and I, I'm still waiting for my steering servo to come in. So, and I didn't do that one. You know, I didn't put the steering servo on the receiver. In. But as far as like the, the, not, it's not an airframe. What is it called? The, the chassis, the roller. That's all. It was all built up. I got the motor installed, the throttle servo, and the, the whole brake system and linkages and stuff all hooked up. So, yeah, I like freaking. I don't know. Bang that shit out in in like whatever a day, eight hours. I don't know what it was, but yeah, that's cool. So this thing has brakes on it, dude. Yeah, it has it actually has two discs uh, that kind of like surround the um, center diff, and it breaks the center diff to slow down the thing so it has a break on each side coming oh, out cool. the, coming out it's not, the, it's um, not on the, the drive front. line going in no no it's not oh, usually, that's cool. yeah it's yeah. usually on there so it's different so do that's you, cool do you need a, uh, a separate servo for that no it, it just links up to the the throttle servo so when you hit reverse oh, yeah okay. it pulls on these two two bars that basically apply to the disc brakes and the disc brakes actually have like brake material and shit like i've never built an eight scale before yeah they're, they're actually pretty impressive to build um i don't like that it's an eight scale but like i'm still dealing with like m2s and 2.5 millimeter bolts but um and especially the the fucking bun tops which tend to strip out yeah um, yeah they suck but i mean it's cool and it's definitely interesting getting a different perspective of the RC hobby, like building-wise. Um, you know, planes are planes, right? You know, foam means you usually just put a couple screws together and, and they're good. Um, obviously, balsa kits are one thing, which we'll talk later about. But, um, you know, like helicopters, you think RC cars would be very similar when you build a kit, right? You got a bunch of metric screws and a bunch of things, ball links and stuff you got to put together. Um, but it's not as organized. It's weird. Like they just give you these bags with some bag numbers on like these little corner stickers. They're very like what I imagine like helicopters were five years ago, kit wise, you know, like lack of inst- like the instructions were pretty good, but just like the way that they, I guess, plan out the build. It's very, I don't know. It's different than helicopters. I'm, I feel like helicopters we've, you know, these designers have put a lot more thought into what goes into building think, a helicopter. I think some helis are like that, like yeah. a line and Gowie, where it's the directions is more of like a parts or like a breakdown diagram. Mm-hmm. And then everything for the section is just in a bag. You just dump it all out. Put it yeah, together. it's our building, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a little different. I mean, but it was cool. Um, I can't wait to run it, but this isn't like a. What do you call it? I guess like a ready to run or whatever, since it's like a kit um, car. Like, I don't have a pull start. Like, I need to actually. So, I bought a starter, one of them starter boxes you like press down on the, the car onto and it'll start. So, I got that thing coming and, and my throttle servo, I mean, my steering servo should be here this Friday when this episode comes out. So, I'll run it next week when I'm back from this. <laughs> Yeah. What, what do you have to do 
is like there any break in for the engine? There is like, like that. Supposed like, to run like fifty percent throttle for like a tank, and then kind of yeah. do seventy five, and then do a hundred. Okay. And oscillating the throttle, never going, you know, full full on or anything like that. It's definitely different, but because you're like constantly, you know, modulating the throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a helicopter where you have to break it in. Where by like you, you want to break it in more by heat cycles than and loading and unloading than like you know running fifty percent throttle for your first tank and then incrementally making the engine faster. You know, right? It's a well, it doesn't. Uh, I assume it's an engine without a ring. It's like a squeeze yeah. engine, so you got. I believe so. Wear that stuff to in so that it makes good compression. Yeah, yeah. It's also different that there's like. The exhaust doesn't bolt on. It's just you just wedge it in, and there's a couple of springs to just hold it on, which okay. I thought was pretty interesting. Really, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Where the header comes out, the exhaust comes out the back. It's like basically like uh, it looks like a cone. You just shove this other <laughs> this round pipe onto. Oh wow! And then there's a couple of springs with hooks that you just hook on. It's it's very it's different, you know. So that'd be good though. It wouldn't break uh-huh. probably. Yeah, and it'll give enough flex, but like got some flex, yeah. You know, I wonder so what you, the the sealing stuff is. You know, the the rubber gasket that it comes with. You know, because that's yeah. got to probably wear out if, after time. Or I but, don't know. I was gonna say when you roll it down the field, seventy miles an hour, tumbling. Yeah, it won't break your muffler. Yep. So it's cool. It's it's soft mounted like that. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. I got a couple of boxes and I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and they've just been sitting in my garage. So I started digging into them and I found a Goblin Drake and a, and a, what is that? An NX4. Oh, sweet. Free yeah. helis. Yeah. Combat helis. I mean, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might end up in the same bag as a combat heli. Ooh. <laughs> you know what they say? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. But, um, yes. So. I started putting together Ian's Goblin Drake. Um, that one's pretty much done. The head and everything's on there. Um, did you adjust the motor belt? <clears throat> or is that kind of how loose you run it? Because it's a little bit on the looser side. Is it loose? Uh, yeah. I didn't adjust it unless uh, it was just for me monkeying. Well, wait. I think I did loosen it, to be honest. So. Okay, so don't, yeah. spool, up. don't spool it up yet. Okay. Yeah. Make sure all the bolts are tight. All right, I'll do that. Uh, so, uh, hopefully, I'll get that done. Probably, yeah. Talk about that later. But uh, besides that, what else did I work on? Oh, right before this podcast, I started working on the blade, my combat blade four hundred and fifty X. Um, it's a hodgepodge of parts, but it's together. I'm gonna. The swash doesn't move level. It's the weirdest thing. What do you mean? Oh, you got different servos on there. I got different servos. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it, the swash kind of starts, <laughs> like, leaning back, and it gets to the midpoint where then it's leaning level, then it goes oh, forward, shit. and then it's leaning forward. Oh, no, <laughs> that's going to fly like shit. Oh, it's going to fly yeah. horrible, but all I got to do is just hover <laughs> it and pitch pump it until I crash into someone. <laughs> I, I got to sport fly and just hit someone. I just got to hit anyone. I don't care. Oh, man. But um, yeah, like I said, it just has to fly once to test it and once for combat. <laughs> That's it. After that, I think I'm gonna retire it and probably start using some of my other helis. You know, I have some yeah. oxys I can use. So, 
and give that a go. All right, uh, that's it for me. Let's see, Andy, what about you? Well, I like you guys did not fly this week or last week. I did get my Goblin Raw kit on Friday. Nice. <sighs> yes. <laughs> And I simmed on Friday night while I opened the Goblin <laughs> kit, uh, much to Kevin's annoyance. Yes. Was I annoyed? I don't remember. Yeah. You're like, dude, what the hell are you doing over there? Opening potato chips? Oh, yeah. Who's walking through a potato chip factory? Well, and I mean, you know, me being me, when he said that, I just yeah. wanted to do yeah, it that much more. Down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So that was pretty funny. I have not started putting it together yet because I've got to take time and make notes as I go and, you know, really study it over. I'm going to review this thing. I'm going to go over it with a fine-tooth comb. Okay. On the sim, I wanted to say we are officially international now. Not only did we have Alex from Australia, we had a dude from Wales joined us oh, for a little while right. yeah oh wow yeah nice. three three continents i thought that was pretty badass yeah and not to mention you know our favorite uh canadian was on there too yeah well yeah same continent but yes so three countries four countries i mean oh, yeah. yeah four countries I, yep. I can't count five if you count florida <laughs> <laughs> which you probably should yeah right <laughs> yeah yeah no so that was really cool to talk to those guys that was i forget what his name was i was pretty, i can't remember and he taught me how to say whales yeah don't say it like i say it because you know but i already forgot what he said so maybe he'll jump on again <laughs> next time <laughs> yell at me for pronouncing it incorrectly yeah forgive me because i was drinking yeah, Kevin doesn't remember anything. I, I didn't. I remembered when you said it. I said, "Oh yeah, that's right." Yeah. The only other stuff I've done is I worked on the camper, trying to get the, I'm gonna call it the hillbilly cold weather kit put on there. <laughs> um, it's a real fucking pain in the ass. So I would recommend buying one that's what they call four season. Because okay. it's a pain in the ass to do it yourself. And all the stuff has not got here yet, So, which I was afraid of. So I don't know. We'll see. But I'm not too excited about that. But I have been working on it. Everything, everything else is pretty much ready to go. Like I told you guys last week, I'm not even really going to worry about trying to get Haley's fixed or finished or anything. Nah. Just take take what I have. It's more than enough. Mm-hmm. You didn't crash anything this week, so no, I didn't fly really. I might actually now. No, man, eh, maybe, maybe I did fly. You know what? <laughs> I can't remember. Can't remember. Jeez. I can't remember. Oh man! If I did fly, I flew very carefully so as not to crash. Okay. Yeah. So I still got to load stuff in the camper, like chargers and radios and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't be too bad. And I'll be ready to go. Nice. For the most part. What's the drive for you again? 
Uh, it's about six hours, maybe six and a half. With the it's it's like five hours and thirty minutes by car, mm-hmm. so it's probably six to six and a half with the camper. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I can Can't run. Wait, I can run eighty with the camper, but fuel mileage yeah, goes down severely <laughs> once yeah. you get over seventy. Yeah. Like it's a big jump from sixty to seventy, and from seventy to eighties, even yeah, more jump. Single digits, you know. So I just try to run like sixty-five, seventy, and mm-hmm. it works fine. But it takes longer. So okay. All right. Who's next, Mr. Chris? Yeah, I'll go. Um, it's been cold and wintry, and I'm ready for spring. So I've been uh, been hanging out a lot down in the man cave when I got free time. Um, I met a new friend, uh, Kevin Zenner. I met him on uh, Heli, or I met him on the Facebook Marketplace. He bought a couple of my uh, spare Synergy Five Sixteen airframes. So I had like six of them on the wall. Um, so I sold him a few. He lives in Albany, so about okay. two and a half hour two and a half hour drive for me. So he's come up a few times. He was, uh, he's newer in the hobby past couple of years and, um, he didn't really know a ton about setup. He was flying like the old micro beast and the beast beast X and just wasn't having mm-hmm. good luck. And I was watching some of his videos and, and, uh, he, he's going to stay spectrum. So I got him on the icon train and, uh, okay. he's been slowly switching all his birds over to icon. So he brought up his 650 X. I looked that over, um, and then I helped him, you know, set up the 516 through Facebook, um, you know, not Facebook, but through uh, FaceTime. And now okay. he's on like his fourth or fifth helicopter setting up icon, like, like a dream. And uh, so I've been helping him a lot. He's been posting videos on RC Heli Hangout. He, his uh, YouTube page is RC Flights with a Z. So he's been doing really good. So I've been helping him out a lot this winter, get everything switched over. Um, nice. This past weekend, we had some break in, the, break in the snow. It was about 25 degrees, but I went outside and put a couple more flights on a Logo 200. And then, uh, you know, um. You guys might be surprised, but I, I built another Willie's kit this weekend. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so how many is that? Is that seven? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's eight. 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 Wow. Nice, yeah. dude. Nice. They're fun. And if, and if this gets, if, if anything comes good from this, it, it, it's getting me through my winter blues. And I'm really hoping the kids are excited to try finally flying this summer. Cause, uh, the two I built for the kids, the Wee Willie and the Papillon, they're little, you know, three channel elevator rudder trainers, electric. Mm-hmm. And I think you'd have to try hard to, to doink one of these things in. So I think I'll start both the kids out on a little power glider. Cause that's got the biggest wingspan of all the Willie kits. Um, you know, put the throws down to like 20% with some expo. And I think, I don't know, I've been trying to get the kids on and off the sim. If I can get them off Roblox and on the sim, I think we can uh, start moving, moving forward. Nice, but, that, yeah. that, but that's my goal this this is the summer i mean they're five and seven now and uh they definitely show interest so i'm hoping 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 this is a summer to make them fourth generation rc rc rybert pilots wow <laughs> nice dude nice that's awesome so, yeah so it's just, just work's been work's been crazy we uh when covid first hit being an electrical service company doing residential when covid first hit um the phone just stopped ringing so first time yeah. in 18, 18 years, our company closed down, kind of went on a little month and a half paid vacation. We all went on unemployment and I just so I actually spent the time of my life for the family because Nicole works from home being a medical coder. So Nicole worked throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. So basically yeah. I got paid to be home for a month and a half with the kids and I did, uh, awesome. did, did all the schoolwork with them, taught them both how to fish, um, taught oh, Haley how to ride a bike. So 
I took yeah. I took full, I took full full advantage of that. And uh, so yes, yeah, so back to work now. We, we went back to work the first week of May, and uh, we we've been nonstop. I I mean, one one guy you know quit to go work or go be with his brother who's battling a bad brain tumor in Connecticut. So I don't know if he's coming back. So uh, we've been understaffed and and overworked, but it's going good. Spending free time, you know, I've got with the family and down in down in the hobby room, and the days are getting longer and brighter. And so I'm excited about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I noticed that this week. It's like, yeah, it's five thirty and it's still light out. Yep, days are leaving the, leaving the sun and come home in the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, do you get lake effects snow up by you? Oh, absolutely. We're right on Lake Ontario. Yeah. So we um we probably last night we got uh, fourteen inches dumped on us. Oh my god! I don't know how you do it. Yeah. So it's hey, we're almost there. I mean, it started winter started off really mild. I mean, we 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 dodged yeah, it for a while. Yeah, we did. Um, we we had grass leading up till two days before Christmas. And if, well, if you actually look at my Christmas Day video with the velocity, that wasn't a lot of snow. So we we dodged it for a while. We know February March are always the killer months, but we're more than halfway through it. So yeah. Counting down in days. Nice. <clears throat> All right. So let's go into the main topic then, huh? Yes. All right. So, Chris. Toilets? Are- <laughs> toilets. AKA toilets. What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to hear about these Willy Nilly's kits. I know you said you built, what, eight of them, right? Yeah. How yeah, many yeah. do they have? Yeah, I thought he only had like six. Right. <laughs> no. Right. Right now, in the current two fifty size, um, I just did, actually you'll see it in our news and announcements. I just or the Facebook comments. I just I just made a video this past weekend because um, I'm doing a club presentation next Tuesday because I'm trying to get the club to build a couple so we can have some fun in spring. Um, so I just did like a twenty minute um, instructional video on everything willy nillys. There's uh, in a two fifty size. So being a 250 size, they're all 250 grams or less. So you can fly them FAA with no registration. Um, there's 17 of the regular kits. And then the, the new Wee Willy series he came out with this year, which is a little bit smaller. Um, there's five of those. Nice. Okay. okay. Nice. Um, so which ones have you built? I've built, so I, I, st- so I have eight. I built seven this winter. I built the first one last, uh, last year when you guys were talking about getting them. I'm like, oh. Freefall boys are building this Willie Nilly's kit. So that's where I actually heard about Willie Nilly's through you guys. So I picked mm-hmm. up uh, the J3 Cub and I built that identical to my Papa's quarter scale Cub. You know, same numbers on the side, Cub nice. yellow. Um, so that was the first one. And with winter coming along, I'm like, okay, what am I going to build this winter? So I, I bought that full size, um, you know, 40, 48 inch uh, Quickie 500 kit, modified that to the top wing, you know, sport plane to make it look like the ultra stick. So I got that done. That's supposed to be my winter project. Had that done in about a week and a half. So I'm like, uh oh. Mm-hmm. Um, now what? So uh, I turned back to Willie Nilly. So I've been on the Facebook group since last year and he's just dog and back here, just putting these things out left and right. Like one, one new plane, like every few weeks. Yeah. Um, so I started with this winter, started with another cub. This one I'm just building as a wall hanger, but I'm making it look like uh, Mike Patty's scrappy, the, the bush plane that he's okay. building. He's got the, the same guy who built the, the fire breathing, you know, turbine, turbine bush plane. Um, so I started with that just as a wall hanger and then I saw the Wii series. So I want to get the kids into those. So I got the Wii Willie and the Wii Papillon. Uh, I got the Wii Sue. That one I haven't covered during electronics. That's just full balsa airframe. That one I'm just using for like demonstrations. Like when I do, you know, show 
club club events and stuff like that. I might fly that one. I'm not sure. And then my three last latest builds were the Delta Sport, which is a red, white, and blue flying wing. Um, the Der Flugel flying wing. And then I just, <laughs> this weekend, I just built a Quickie 100. So it's like a little miniature Quickie 500. Nice. And they're either two cell or three cell. Depends on what you get. Like the Wii series, they're, um, they're two cell, 350 milliamp. Okay. And then the, big, the bigger ones are three cell, 500 milliamp. And it, tiny little motors, like the Wii series, it's, it's got a three inch prop. Um, it's got this tiny motor. It's smaller than the diameter of a dime. I'm, I'm amazed how small it is. Mm, and, wow. uh, it, and it bolts to a little 3D printed motor mount. Doug has a whole line of 3D printed motor motors that look mm-hmm. like the 049s, yeah. The, yeah. the 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 Black Widow, the Baby B. It's any any oh, any Cox motor. He's got a 3D printed version of it, which is nice. which is sweet. And, and it looked just like I've had so many people watch the videos and go, "Oh my God!" I was waiting to hear the the annoying 049. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like you you tricked me. I thought that was a real engine. I'm like no, I'll never go back to that. That was when I was six years old and I nicked my finger so many times and. And it spews because there's no muffler. It's just got the side port, so the oil yeah, and everything right. goes everywhere. Yeah. Never again. Electric's love too it. easy, man. <laughs> With the, the weird clip you put on the top, I love that. Yeah. Yep. You hit yeah. a, and you hit a giant. You had a giant battery. It was like the size of a soda can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Giant six volt battery. Motor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then a can of fuel. You just stuck it in there and you squeezed like the, the yeah. metal can to, yep. to fill it. <laughs> yeah, I love it, dude. That was so awesome back in the day. Oh, yeah, I had uh, I had a couple free flights growing up, and I had the old you know Cox control line. I had the PT nineteen, um, I had the P forty. So that that's actually where I started was the free flights and the rockets. Nice. Um. Yeah, I like they have this P fifty one, which is pretty cool. This is uh, I haven't been on this website in a while. It's it's he updates it all the time. I mean, the types of kits like if you're looking to try Balsa. This is the way to go. Yeah, and this is I a presentation. This, this is literally what we're going to talk about tonight. Is my presentation next Tuesday night for the club meeting, and uh, he's got he's got trainers, sport, sport acrobatic glider, both powered and non-powered. He's got the gentle lady. He's got the papillon. He's got the flying wings. He's got scale civilian. And and the coolest thing I like about Willie Nilly's is what he's doing is he's got so many of the scaled down favorites from the 1970s and 80s. Like he's got the eaglet. He's got the junior falcon, the junior skylark. Um, the a simple stick like everything i remember as a kid that Uh was like a 40 60 size trainer or sport plane he has in literally a 250 gram version wow yeah i see the skylark yep and then and electronic combos you can buy the basic power combo that has a motor esc battery and props and you buy your own servos for like 30 bucks or uh, what i've done for a few of mine is you buy the deluxe completion package it's literally the motor the esc Battery, props, four servos, two packs of covering, thin and medium CA, glue tips, and then um, it's all. It, got, it has all the little um, the bullet connectors for the ESC and motor, and then you can add on a, a you know Spectrum compatible uh, receiver like one of the Lemons for like fourteen bucks. So literally, you can get in one hundred twenty to one hundred fifty bucks. You're you're all in if you don't have a soldering or not soldering. If you don't have a heat heat iron for the for the uh, Willy coat. He sells that for like 15 bucks. So like literally you can be in it for 160 bucks. Try Balsa. And if you don't like it, we've spent a lot, a lot of money on worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. So that's, that's my goal is to get a bunch of the club guys who are like the foamy guys who are just kind of learning. Uh-huh. This is a, this is a perfect way to learn. I mean, you, 
Especially if yeah. you're doing one like the trainers or like the Wee Willie or the Pathalon, you'd yeah, have to try easily. hard. Like yeah. I've, I've, I've accidentally, because the guys who really know how to cover really, really good, they don't use a heat gun. Everything's iron. You just take your time. Yeah. I'm kind of like a speed guy. I kind of like to like tack my edges and just hit it with a heat gun. Um, problem is, I mean, some of these wings are so not fragile, fragile. but, but you, you know, you, you, you can, can twist you can, them. You, you can twist them. Yeah. And I've gotten a little overzealous with a heat gun and even a deflugal, you can't really see it, but my left wing is kind of tweaked down a little cause I just hit it too much with a heat gun and I hit the other side and I couldn't get it to warp back and I didn't want to recover it. So I left it mm-hmm. and, uh, it still flies. I mean, I had to tweak some aileron on the, on a maiden flight, but it's amazing where you can have a bow in a wing or a tweak here and balsa, nothing flies like balsa. I, 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 I still think not nine out of 10 times balsa is going to fly better than a flat piece of foam. Yeah, I can agree with that, man. Because when yeah. I f- took the barnstormer out and flew that for the first time, didn't need to trim anything. You could feel, even though it was, you know, the two fifty size that he has, the whatever it is, twenty two inch wingspan, twenty five. Uh, you could definitely feel that it had some some weight to it. Not a lot of weight, but it had. It was definitely different, you know, than that size in a in a foam plane or in a flight test plane. And they glide nice too. Having a full airfoil, I mean, they, they glide better than foam. Yeah, they're fun. Um, My only mistake was I bought really cheap five gram servos, and I should have got them from his his site because I have one that is kind of twitchy. Uh, sometimes it doesn't like to go back, and it's now it's in the aileron. I'd have to cut it out and redo yeah, it. He's, he's got some better ones. The old blue ones he used to have weren't the best. That's what I have in my first cub. Yeah. Um, but now now he's using some new ones. Yeah, he's using um, the Emacs ones, it looks like. Yeah, the Emacs, which have the metal. I think they have the metal gears. And, um, That's amazing he's got the two, size. He's got the 2.5, the 4.4, and the 5.5. Um, so I'm, I'm using a 2.5 in a small one and the 5.5 in the bigger planes. And uh, I've, I've had great luck with them. Um, you just got to make sure, like, if you're putting, like, in the, in the Delta or the, the Flugel, if you're uh, doing Elevons, just make sure you have two matching servos. Because sometimes one of them won't go to, you know, one of them might not, the gearing might be a little bit different and I go full deflection. So just make sure if you're doing like something with Elevons, just t- check, you know, if you get four servos, make sure two of them, the deflection moves the same in both directions. But for the, for the price of them, I mean, I've been using them one, two, three, four, five, five planes with these new servos and they've been awesome for the price. That's great, man. So how many, you have eight, have you flown all eight? No, one, two, three, four. I've flown five out of the eight. The like I said, the one, the one scrappy cub is just a wall hanger. The Sioux is just a basic airframe to show for demo and a quickie one hundred. I just finished the airframe and covered that. I finished the covering last night. I just right. ordered another. I just ordered another power combo from Doug that actually uses a TDO twenty, so it's a little bit bigger than the Wii series motor, but smaller than the the quad motor that's on the the bigger stuff. Um, so I'm just waiting on that. It, Instead of the three cell five hundred, it's two cell five hundred with a four inch prop instead of a three inch. Because the bigger ones I run six inch props with a big quad motors. Uh-huh. So that'll be ready to go. I just got I've got the I, I had to install the aileron servos in that because they're inside the wing. So I, I bound the receiver and got those centered and installed in the wing last night before I covered it. But uh they'll be ready to go. Yeah, he uses a race star motors. They're nice little quad motors. Um I wish they were black, they're red, but they're uh, they're powerful little things, and and I'm just amazed. I'm I'm looking at this little the little tiny one again that's on the Wii series, and uh, 
it's if I put my thumb over it, I can't see the motor. Oh wow! <laughs> Actually, wow. it's my middle finger. My middle finger's over it, and I can't see the motor. It's 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 that small, and it, it's crazy. The little Papillon glider, you literally hand toss that, and you're flying around at quarter throttle. You go to full throttle, it almost it will almost do vertical climb on a three inch prop and it, it sounds funny it's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah wow. and that three inch prop huh so dude do you have a favorite at all uh, i haven't, haven't flown a ton of them i, I usually I've, i think i've got two to four flights on each of them just get the videos and to build videos and maiden flights out okay. but i think right now from what i built this winter my favorite is definitely the derflugel just because that's super bright it's like kawasaki green with mm-hmm. carbon fiber and silver um, I like that one because it's a flying wing. So I like fast yanking bank oh, Okay, and yeah, yeah. that's got the elevons and it's got a true airfoil, the Delta sport flying wing, the red, white, and blue one. That one's cool, but it's just a flat design. So you can, t- you can kind of tell other than rounding the edges for a little bit of airflow. Um, you can definitely feel you're flying a, a flat, you know, fuselage plane. So definitely favorite for yanking bank would be the deflugal and believe it or not, for a Sunday flyer, it's that little, the pink and teal Papillon glider I built for Haley. That thing is just like quarter throttle, sit back in a lounge chair and just go fly. So those are definitely my two favorite right now. Um, but everyone's my favorite when I build it and fly it. Yeah. I've yeah. Got, and I know I you th- haven't had a chance to get out and fly too much because of the weather. And I think they're going to be even better in spring when, the, when the weather's warm. Like I think this, this Papillon will actually be a little thermal glider. Cause that's got the biggest wingspan of all his planes. I think that's like a 33 or 35 inch. Oh, and the okay. plane, the plane literally weighs ready to fly, like 170 grams. So I think that's just going to be a floater in Damn. spring. He's going to get carried away. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you what the uh, largest plane he has is, but that's that's it, huh? 30, 30 something. 32. Yeah, I think it's, 30, yeah, it's 30, 32. 32. Okay. And yep. then uh, the Quickie 100 looks like the longest because that's longer than the Papillon. But the wingspan is short on it because it's it's a it's a pylon racer. Pylon, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I got I've got three more I'm gonna do before winter's over. He's got a couple new kits coming out soon down the pipeline that I want to get built and on the wall before spring. And then once once spring comes, I won't be doing any building. It's it's fly and it's Corvette and it's go to the park with a kid and just do outside stuff. Get back out on the boat. But it's it's, it's just great fun winter fun. You know, kids will come in. Haley will help me a little. Throw some glue on there. Um, she picked out all the colors for it, how she wanted it laid out with the colors. Logan said he wanted the green, so I did a transparent green with a, with a white scheme. So it's kind of fun to kind of see it, see it come together. Like with a quickie 100, I was throwing back and forth the last two days, how I wanted to do that. And you start throwing monocoat on it, then you're like, all right, maybe I'll throw on some trim, some pinstriping. And you, you laid some pinstriping down and that changes the whole look of it. Yeah. So it's just fun to see the whole process from start to finish come, come to life. Right. Um, that Der Fluger, Flugel, that one just looks so funny to me. So does, does it actually has a working rudder? It does. I just wanted to go yanking bank. And after yeah. I flew, after I flew it last weekend, when I, when I made it, I'm like, damn, I wish I built it with a rudder because I can go up there and do like full Elevon, you know, aileron and elevator will kind of do like a little spin and you can mm-hmm. go back, you can go do a nose dive and pull back out of the spin. Um, Oh my god! If I put a, if I would have put the functional rudder on there, I could have probably balled that thing up to do like flat spins. Yeah, because I know that a couple of guys. That, the, the length of the fuselage is so short. Yeah, yeah. The um, it's funny that the Delta Sport, the flying wing. When I first, the second or third flight on that, I, I was uh, 
doing some like fast like square loops and mm-hmm. I, I had too much throw in it so it instantly put into a flat spin and uh i couldn't come out of it i went full throttle no throttle and it would not come out of flat spin so i just cut the throttle and it was just doing perfect flat spins almost like like a five mile an hour flat spin and just plop right down the snow ran over to it picked <laughs> it up blew the snow off and threw it back in the air nice but yeah you can you can have a lot of fun with these things um i haven't done anything more than all the the basic the first three I built, the Cub, the Wee, Willie, and the Papillon, I just saw a little um, rudder elevator. So the the Delta, the two wings were my first planes with the ailerons. Uh-huh. And then the Quickie 100 with ailerons and elevator, no rudder. Um, but my next my next one coming down the line will have ailerons, rudder, and elevator. So it'll be a true sport plane. Most of them are belly landers. Some of them have landing gear. And you can, you can tweak them so many different ways. Like I, I'm on the Willie Nilly's Facebook build group. And it's so cool to see how people design, you know, their battery hatches. Like some guys like magnets, some guys just use a rubber band. Um, I've been taking a blind nut and a screw, and uh-huh. I'll I'll put the blind nut all the way up to the top of the screw. I'll I'll uh, super glue it on, and I'll paint it with some black testers paint. And I'm using that almost like a thumb screw. That's how I'm holding my hatches on. Okay. A lot a lot of guys will use the earth magnets. Yeah. Um, some of them have rubber bands to hold the wings on. The Papillon and the Wee Willie have a little screw so it's it's a, like a screw on wing so no no rubber bands oh nice um what are the modifications people are doing um just just like some guys building like the duster right now some some guys building a, one of the one of doug's newest ones a couple months ago was a little wee duster it looks like the looks uh-huh. like an ag wagon yeah. and one guy is building it to look like dusty crop hopper from planes oh, and, nice. guy, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and the guy's building it as the racer version of dust dusty so he's got like he printed this little 3d um canopy like the cockpit with so he can draw the eyes on and he puts the little fuel cells on the tips of the wing oh it, cool man um like my dear flugel that that wing goes on with rubber bands because of how much stress you put through it one guy actually drilled holes in the wing and put reinforcement in it so his actually bolts on with like four bolts so it's just cool to see everybody's different take on you know the coloring schemes and little tweaks they do to it some guys do small tires. Some guys do big tires. Some one guy just put ski. He built balsa wood skis the other day for one of his little um, planes. Um, how's he with uh, instructions now? Has he has he gotten better with that? Oh, uh, that's what I'm for. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, he he's just so busy designing. He's he went mm-hmm. full time I think last May. So he 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 retired. And this is all he does full time. Oh, so nice. his, his goal is to just get kits out there to us and design new ones. So I think he, he kind of relies on the customers to do like build pictures and photo albums. So I've been helping out a lot when I get my kits, I'll do the, I'll do the build. Um, I'll do a whole build album on my, my page and his Facebook group page. And then I'll do the build video after. And what's nice is he is, he has been putting out a lot more videos. So where, you know, it takes time to make manuals and print those out and uh-huh. do all that. He's uh he's been he's been doing really good about getting build videos out. So like when uh, the Wee Willie came out, he was releasing a build video. So I kind of built mine along with his build video, and I was taking uh-huh. pictures step by step. So now if someone goes and buys like the Wee Willie or the Wee Papillon or the Sioux, they all pretty much build the same. So you can either watch one of his videos or um, look at one of my build albums on on his page. Like one of the guys had a question about the the duster yesterday, and he's like, "Watch the Wee Willie build video. It's 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 the same. It's just a different looking plane." Mm. So he has been doing a lot more with social media, um, Facebook. He's got a lot more videos out there. Yeah, looks like he has a forum here too now. And and I mean, 
I, I think I had like two questions for him this week because the Quickie 500 he hasn't done a video on. So after I lay, I, I've done enough of these where I know what parts are what. Mm-hmm. But there's right. like th- there's still three mystery ones that I popped out of the ball. So where I'm like, what the heck are these? Like I think I have an idea of what they are. And then um, I was right on one of the three, and he verified what the other two parts were. And but but that's what's awesome. I mean he he lives on that Facebook group. So if you don't if you have a question like one guy the other day he's building I think another guy's building duster or something. He's like hey. He took a screenshot and circled. What are these four parts? And then, boom, Doug, either Doug or myself or someone else who's built it, replies and, and helps people out. If if I can see where it would be a little daunting if it is your first balsa build and you've never built mm-hmm. anything, and you literally just have a bunch of parts that pop out of a laser cut sheet. Right. Um, but there's there's enough media out there between the videos he does and the pictures we all post. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's probably like five major guys who are constantly posting build pictures and videos and helping out. Yeah. Yeah, as long as there's a place to go, you know, I think it's good. Yeah. Andy's, yeah. He does have a dot .info forum, too, that I'm, I'm looking at. He linked it on yeah. his right. page. Yeah, yep. he, ju- he, just, he just released that um, on Friday. Oh, wow. Yep. So his goal is to move the guys who are non, kind of like the Javier's of the world, the guys who aren't on Facebook. He wants people another way so people can go from his website to there because anything you anything if you're on a Facebook group, anything that's on a Facebook group is slowly starting to get switched over to that forum. So that's just another avenue for him to help out his customers. Nice. Yeah, and it looks like a couple other guys have done like a build log if they've built it uh, on this. Well, there's a whole group. There's here. a whole group of guys in RC groups. Like I, I you know me, I try to stay away from the forums. Yeah. Um, but over in RC groups, there's a whole willy nilly section where. You know, I'm posting my stuff on his Facebook group and on my personal pages. Right. He's got a bunch of guys who do their same thing as I do, but they do it on RC groups. Um, and it's cool. If you're on the Willie Nilly's Facebook build group, if you go to files, um, there's albums. So you'll see like five or six of my build albums. But then you go to the files tab. And under the files tab, there's like 20 things. It's like there's a file on the, the fishing line hinges. There's a file on how to bind his receivers. There's a file on... Um, how to do the wing for this plane. So there's, yeah, there's a couple great guys do, out there doing more in-depth stuff. I just like the, I like the picture builds because it's simple. I'm just taking pictures that I build, and people can follow along you know, picture by picture. Right. But, yeah, it's, it's amazing the customer base, how much they've helped the community around building these things. It's awesome, man. And he's got everything. I mean, it's, it's a one-stop shop. I mean, we talked about the kits. We talked about you know, the electronics combo to get going. But you go there and you're like, okay, what color do I want to make my plane? He's got 35 different willy coats from from camouflage to to, to like the full line of transparency to pinks to light colors to dark colors, neon colors. So he's got 35 different coloring options. Um, and he's got all the accessories that go with it. Like he's got the whole line of the glues, the, the thin and medium CAs. He's got the five-minute epoxies. He's got the glue tips. Um, he's got wheels from one inch up to 2.75 inch for the wheels. He's got the props. He's got these little um, canopies he had molded. So he's got yeah. like the little the little uh, plastic fi- uh, canopies now for a lot of the kits. He's he's just getting ready to release a mold for the Gentle Lady Power Pod for, to, to make it a powered glider. Um, he's got spinners and wheel pants coming down the pipeline soon. He's got hit all his line of the, the 3D printed motor mounts he makes for all the motors. Lifetime warranty if you ever break those. He has uh, little 3D printed pilots. I mean, constantly... He's got his 3D printer and his laser going 24-7 in, in the shop. And he's always just releasing new new stuff. Nice. 
He's awesome. got all the du- all the Dupro stuff. So like the hinges, the pusher. I mean, all the kits come with all the hardware. So they got the little push rods. They got the 3D printed uh, mount. They got all the screws to mount the motor to the plane. Um, but he's got all the Dupro stuff too. Like for the Cubs, I bought like little tail wheels, micro tail wheels. I like the little servo stoppers. Like you know, you can do the Z bends for your servos mm-hmm. and, and right. push rods. I, ke- I keep the Z bend in the back. But yeah. I always love the little. The um, linkage stop, the little yeah, stopper, yeah. It makes it so true. easy because yeah. then right. if you got to make an adjustment, you uh-huh. don't. Because when when you when you do Z bend to Z bend with the heat shrink tubing at CA, you better be damn perfect uh-huh. the first time, yeah. or yeah. or you have to do like the the V bend so you can yeah, kind of just. And, yeah. mm-hmm. So the, with a servo stopper, I just I love those. So he sells a fifteen pack of those. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, I don't know other than your transmitter. I don't see what you could not buy from him to get one of these built. He's got everything covered. Yeah. And the iron for fourteen ninety nine, that's that's a really good deal. I think I got mine on Amazon back in the day and it was thirty bucks. Nineteen maybe. Yeah, or it yeah. was thirty. Yeah, and I was like I didn't, I didn't know any better, you know? That's that's a great deal. Yeah. So so definitely for people you know, listening, we've heard we heard you guys picking my every week about, you know, the new builds, but you got to at least check it out. I mean, obviously some trainers aren't going to be people's flavors, but flying wings, they're always a hoot to fly. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what brand, what kind, everybody should try a flying wing. Even if you, even if you, if you get it to just do combat or just streamer pulls, put a, put a little streamer on the back of the deflugel. And that thing would be a hoot. We already started talking about, um, what would be good for some club events in spring with these things. All right. But there's some cool sport planes coming down the line too. Everybody's nice. always thro- throwing out ideas to them. Yeah, I'd love so, the gentle lady, man. Now, that might be something I gotta. I might have to pick that up. That's pretty cool, especially if he's gonna do a powered like conversion for it. Yeah, it's a little plastic power pod that the motor's gonna sit right inside. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Nice. He's working on it right now. He's working on an old pattern plane from the seventies. Mustang's cool. I haven't seen it fly yet, but he finished the Mustang. The Mustang's a sharp looking plane. I mean, he's got anything you can think of. There, there's got to be something that suits everybody. Right. Like, like he's got the Ace Littlest stick. Like that was a plane I had back in the day, and that that was, I think that's the tiniest plane he's got. The Ace Littlest stick. Um, a lot of guys like the Barnstormer because they can build them, you know, high wing or low wing. That's yep. why I went with that. Yeah. I think the coolest one I saw that he he brought back from from back in the day was when he brought out the Eaglet 250 because that's that's a tricycle gear trainer and guys are actually putting they're making a little bracket to make a steerable nose wheel like this is a 250 size little airplane yeah it's tiny wow steerable they're making steerable nose gears i think that's that's just like the skylark and the falcon i remember my grandfather and guys flying those back when i was like six seven years old so it, it's cool people just throwing out ideas and doug's like oh yeah just give me time give me time and all of a sudden you're like holy cow there's he he, he did it he, he designed it there's got to be a, so much in the back end of getting these things shrunk down, figuring out what the CG is going to be like, getting them laser cut. Right. Packing comes, they, they come packed great. He, he ships them in the, um, the USPS triangular boxes uh-huh. and uh, the kit comes out. It's most of the kits are like four inches wide by maybe, you know, 20, 24 inches tall. And uh, it's in a little plastic bag. You slit the top open, you pull it out, and everything's rubber band or the man—not the manual, but like the the build paper that talks uh-huh. about the electronics and the CG that's wrapped around it. Yep. And then you got the little plastic bag that's got all the little tiny parts, and then 
all the laser cut sheets are all laser cut nice. And what's cool is I use wax paper when I'm doing my build so the CA doesn't get stuck to the table or in my nose like Justin Pucci. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was crying last week, guys, when I heard that. that you guys did an awesome <laughs> episode. That was a, it was a, yeah, that was an awesome episode. Um, Thanks. But yeah, so his, his bag that he ships a plane in, it doubles as a work surface bag because the plastic, you can build right over it and oh. CA, CA does not stick to it. Wow. Didn't know that. That's interesting. Well, now, that, I you, think, now that you brought up CA... Uh, I got a question when you're done about yeah. CA. Fire away. Well, my my problem isn't with CA itself. It's like with the bottle and with like how do you, how do you store it when you're done for like the night? Like I'll go downstairs and maybe work for an hour or two, and you know. So right I, now, when I come down the next time, I'm ripping off the top of the bottle, like because it's all stuck together. So ever since I learned about the CA glue tips last year, that's all I use. Um. I can make one one glue tip will last an entire plate. It takes about so. What is this? So I use the little bottles from Willy Nilly's. They're the little the half ounce bottles. So a half ounce bottle, I can build about two planes with one half ounce bottle. Um, one glue tip per plane. So right now my half my uh, my CA is sitting here. The blue glue tip that would be on the bottle, I just set that on top of the glue tip just to keep oxygen out. Right. But right now I use this glue last night. If I tip it over, squeeze it. All right, glue tip's still good. CA's dripping out. Now, if that were to harden, because I forgot to put the top on the glue tip, you just take your razor, razor blade or scissors and go down like an eighth of an inch and snip it. Okay. I What you're talking about, I used to hate. Like like the thin CA, not the thin, but mm-hmm. the thick, uh, yeah, the medium CA, the purple right. bottle. Like that, I don't use a glue tip. Like you can squeeze it through a glue tip, but it, you got to squeeze hard. Like right now, I got this top on. Yeah, I just had to break that off, and it's covered. <laughs> if you look at it, there's glue all over the side of the tip. So I think if you use glue tips, it, it won't harden up. And uh, if you tip it over, too, it's not going to spill out. Okay. And then what's great is if, if I'm in a build and I get sawdust on the tip or the tip's clogged up, like right now if I twist off the glue tip, the the nozzle on the CA itself is perfectly clean. There's no CA on it because it was in a glue tip the whole time. Right. Okay, if you're not if you're not using a tip, you can stick a tea pan or a, yeah a something in it. It's what I do and store it that way. I don't even yeah. put the lid on. Highly recommend a tip though, because first off, it can get in the tightest spots. Like when you're holding the fuselage in your hand to glue it together, that tip can get so far down in fuselage. Because when I when I wasn't like on on my big like Quickie five hundred and the stuff I built last year. I didn't care about a tip. I was squeezing and just letting it. You're, you're building a 40 size airplane. It doesn't. You don't need a tip for that. But if you're not using a tip with a little Willy stuff and you squeeze that CA, it's going to run right down a fuselage and you're going to glue. I still, I still balsa it on my thumb from last night because I was holding it and uh, it some dripped down my thumb and I had to do the little twist Whoopsie. to get it off the fuselage. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not doing that bad uh, in my mind then. If if someone like yourself is still getting CA here and there like i thought guys were <laughs> just not getting it anywhere i'm like what am i doing wrong like it's going it's just it's at the end of the night when i would get done i would put the cap back on and um yeah i have to I'll have to mess around with different methods for that well you yeah. know it's funny every every kid i build i go this one i'm gonna build perfect i'm not gonna get any fingerprints on it but you drop that ca in there it wicks in everywhere and it, it, it just it do, doesn't matter what plane I, every plane i've got some skin stuck to it i gotta sand off because if you're holding mm. it where the joints are, it will go down yep. inside the fuselage, but then it sneaks right out, like where the, where the pieces interlock together. 
a little little just tiny little piece will they'll slip out and I'm like, Oh, that feels warm. And I take my hand off and I'm holding up the airplane by like the tip of my finger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It, it's a, yeah. It, it doesn't matter. It, it's still going to wick out. I think the coolest thing about these planes, cause when I built the bigger ones last year in the quickie 500, I had the big, um, four by sheet of foam, like two inches thick. And I did the, I did the plans on the table with the T pins and the wax paper. What's awesome about these little willy kits is they all, they're laser cut. They're like all jigged and locked together. So yeah, what I've been, what I've been built, mm-hmm. yeah. So what I've been building on this summer is an old countertop that was off a coffee table that broke. So the, so that's sitting on top of my, my normal, you know, hobby pop, you know, field table. And, uh, that table is perfectly flat and you just, so like the wing, I'll lay everything out and I'll set the ribs in there and lock everything in. I'll hold it up. I'll, I, I'll stand up on my side. I'll look down to make sure it's straight. I'll set it back on a table and just one tiny little drop of glue on all the joints with the, um, the tip of the, the CA I'll tug on it, make sure everything's tight. I'll look it back up. I'll lift it back up. And if everything is aligned, then I'll do all the fine. I'll go over it one more time and hit it with a little bit thicker CA, but it's amazing how like literally the quickie 500, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to come down and open the package. This was Saturday and the fuselage was built like two hours later and the wing I built Sunday afternoon. Um, it's amazing how quick they go to, I think that's why I have so many. It's every year I say, I'm going to get a winter build. I think if I really want to test myself and have a winter build, I need to buy like an old war plane. Um, I just don't have the patience for a long build as wish, as much as I wish I could do it. I'm like instant gratification. So these planes are taking me like two days and I'm like, okay, now what? I need to order another one. Well, this mm-hmm. was definitely the perfect kit for me to get for my first time. Cause like you're saying, the laser cut, you know, just jigged together really, really nice and, and, uh, made it so much easier. Cause you know, I'm having a CA in my hands that often and, you know, you're holding it with one hand, like you're saying, and exactly what you just talked about. It made it so much easier for me my first time. And I, and I haven't had one bad experience. Like every maiden flight's been uneventful, it, even with a deflugal with a little bit of a tweak in the wing. Um, you know, once I took off, I just aileron, aileron trim that out and the, I hands off flight now. Just fly um, in a circle. You'd be fine. <laughs> well, and I could say the same thing because I put the plane together and I did tape hinges, which I'm not great at, and it flew very good. I, I needed little trim when I, you know, took off and flew around. flew flew good. So that that's my other question. Like, what do you do for hinges on on your planes? Yeah, what are you so, what are you doing, Chris? I, I was going to ask that as well. So I'm stealing everybody's method that Doug and the other guys are doing. I switched to fishing line hinges. So back in the day, I used to use a, the Blenderm tape. And Blenderm mm-hmm. works great, but you can always see it. It just looks like crap on the, on a, on a Monaco or the Ultra Coat. Yeah. Um, when I built the Cub last year, because when you use like Willy Coat or Monaco, that kind of blends in. If you're using the same color, that kind of disappears. But you still, the deflection feels like it's kind of like wonky if you use like a tape hinge or a Monaco hinge. So now um, I've been watching all the guys. I went to Walmart and I picked up it's a 25 pound test. It's an OmniFlex, like the Walmart version. It's uh, okay. 250, 250 yards. Cost me like a dollar ninety nine. So I'm good on uh, hinges for the next hundred years. Uh-huh. But um, <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. You basically, depending on the size kit, if it's like the two fifty size kit, the uh, the elevator and the aileron and the, the rudder's a little bit thicker, so you can use a T pin. Um, I noticed on the weak kits, the T pin was splitting the wood because of how thin it is. Yeah. So what I do to drill the holes is I take part of the push rod he gives you in the kit. And I snip it down to about a quarter inch and I just stick it in my, uh, stick it in my little black and Decker drill here. 
and I had the depth set at a, like a quarter to half inch and uh, I'll squeeze the So when I hinged the quickie 100 last night, I'll hold the control surface between my fingers so I can feel if I'm, cause I, I do my holes after I do the, the willy coat. Um, and you don't want to pop through that or, or bubble the balsa wood. Cause you'll see the bubble in the, in the covering. Mm-hmm. So I'll squeeze the control surface. I'll line up center and I'll just put the drill on low and I'll go straight in until the tip of the drill bottoms out on control surface. And, uh, so you drill your holes and you literally just put in a piece of fishing line and it, it actually, it's equivalent to a CA hinge. Cause on my big acrobatic planes, I, I like the Southwest CA hinges. So it's a, it's a same method, same idea. Instead of putting a slit in the, in the control surface, you're putting a little tiny hole and you just stick the fishing line in there. Just a tiniest little drop of uh, CA on the, on the fishing line. And it instantly wicks right into the hole. It's like sucks it right in. Um, just like a CA hinge, mm-hmm. give it a second to dry. I do the tug test on all, you know, three or four on the, on the, on the plane with the control surface. And then I'll slide the uh, connecting piece onto the control surface to the, to the wing or the st- elevator stabilizer. And, and, uh, same thing. I'll, 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 I'll make sure everything moves smooth. I'll give it full deflection. And any, what's cool is I have, I've never beveled the edges on any of the control surfaces. Like you would like on my big quickie 500, I had to bevel the edges to make sure I'm getting full deflection with a fishing line that just that little gap enough to where you can drop in the CA hinge. You don't, I mean, you should be beveling the edges, but you don't even need to, um, with, it looks like maybe there's not an ancient eighth inch of gap here. Like I, I can barely see through the aileron in the wing and, uh, I still have full deflection and it's strong too. I showed my video. I picked up the Del Flugel, um, by the Alaban and I shook it back and forth. Okay. So that the hinge material is the fishing line. Yeah. You're going to drill it into one side and the other and just yep. put the so CA you, in there. Yeah. So you give me an idea on a deflugel, the flying wing. Let's say this Elevon is 12 inches. I've got one, two, three, four, five hinges in the Elevon. Um, in the elevator on the Sioux, I've got uh, three three hinges per side. So just you use what you think you need. On, on the Quickie 500, same thing. I've got three on each side. And it's super strong. It's twenty five pound test. I mean, it's not going to break. Right. They, they mm-hmm. swear. They swear by it. I think even if you've moved that control surface a thousand times, I mean, think of what fish do to the line. Yeah. And, yeah. and, it, and that's that's just like a monofilament type fishing line. Uh, so plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a Zebco. It's just a clear plastic. Uh, and what's cool is, say some something happens, and you do, let's say you break a fishing line. Well, then. Just use a piece of blend derm or a piece of willy coat and just switch back to like a like the monaco hinge. Or mm-hmm. if you break the elevator and you need to replace it, just get in there with your razor blade, snip off all the fishing line, and just move it over a quarter inch and drill right. the holes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna say, just like on bigger planes, you should always use at least three, even if it's yeah. a small surface, because that way if one comes loose, you still got two holding it on. Yep. Yep. And you can see it in a, the instructional video I just did on saturday you can see at the end of it during the tips and tricks i show how to drill it and, and how it looks and uh it's i mean super smooth there's there's no play like if, if i handed a plane to you and said you know move the control surface with your hand if there's no servo hooked up to it i don't think anybody would know from a you know, robart hinge to a plastic hinge to a ca hinge to a fishing line and uh and it looks nice too because you can't see it like right. i'm looking at all i'm looking at all the control surfaces and it looks like it's just one with a plane. There's literally no gaps. Very, very small. 
So do you do the control surface first, like three on the control surface or whatever? So like what I did last night with a quickie. So uh, let's say I, I did the wing first last night. So I've got the wing on my lap and um, and I quickie, everything's white. So it was kind of easy with a marker. So I take the, the left aileron and I lay it. I lay it so it's like I put right the control surface. It. Yeah, right next to it. And then I just take, so I, I measure like this one I did on, on the quickie. I did half an inch in from the, from the leading edge and then on both sides. And I measured the difference like three inches per, and I just, I just run a line. So when I run my line with my marker, I'm hitting the, the trailing edge of the wing and the leading edge of the control surface. So I know it's identical right. and I just drill, drill my holes and they line up perfect. So I'm basically laying the control surface a full 180 degrees so it's touching it and i just i just mark my marks and i just hit it with a marker and just drill on the hole so then you you put the the fishing line in and you cut it to size and then you yeah i'm I'm curious like i know you can get like three or four in your control surface while it's in your hand but then when you have the holes in the in the wing itself you just put it in there and then apply the ca or how, how do you do that I'm see. I mean, it doesn't matter what I choose first. Usually, I think I'm gluing. I always like the control surface in my hand because it's the smallest. So right. I'll glue the three to five hinges in the control surface first, and then just like you would putting CA hinges on a plane, you just start at your leading edge and you slowly put in the first one, put in the second one. And CA hinges were tough trying to get all those to line up because yeah. you know, they fall. They fall out of the wing surface. With with these, it's so nice. The fishing line is so flexible. That you just just take your finger or screwdriver or little like hemostats or or um, like needle nose pliers and just help it. I just usually use my fingernail and just push it towards the hole and it, it drops in. And if you'll know if the fishing lines, if you didn't drill your holes deep enough and the fishing lines too long, like on the quickie, a few of them, I'd go to slide it in and I wasn't getting full. It wasn't seating against the control surface, so I'd just pull it back off, snip it like an eighth inch off the fishing line, and then put it in again. It goes in really good. Even if you have like five hinges, like I do on the, on the quickie wing, you just start at the end, just one by one, you'll go at an angle and go, you know, from in out or out in and just go in line until they all drop in. Man, I got to try this. So then do you, do you leave it? Like, when do you glue it? Do you glue it at a 90? Do you glue it like when it's like 180? Like when they're, if do you, do you lay the control surface on? Like, I don't know. So I had a plane. So last night, so the ailerons all glued in. Now I'm dropping the aileron into the the wing. Right. The wing, the plane's the plane's on my knees, so the plane's aiming face down. So then I put the full aileron at full down deflection, and I just literally because you got to be careful because if you use too much CA, it'll it, it happened with the what did it happen on? It happened on the Delta wing, the Delta Sport. I I squeezed too much, and the CA went right down the back of the covering. So I instantly had to take the acetone and wipe off the CA stains. So I'm literally. I'm doing full deflection and I'm just getting in there at a slight angle so that when I hit it with a CA, it wicks right into the wing. Oh man, I gotta try it. Sounds sounds you know, now that I understand it, it sounds pretty easy to do. Yeah. Sounds like a perfect solution for these small planes. Yeah. I was sitting here thinking, I mean, other than using a monocoat hinge or the blend derm, I don't know how else you would do these tiny little planes. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, try, they're kinda I too small for a CA hinge, really. Oh, they are. I tried it and I split the wood. Yeah. Yeah, I got my my cub in my hand that I built last year and I can take the rudder and literally there's like an eighth inch of play. I can move the rudder back and front and back because I I, I did the Monaco hinge and I think I was supposed to do it on both sides. Yeah. And I just just did it on one and the rudder's got so much play. I can move it like that. Yeah, you got to do both sides. 
Yeah, you gotta seal it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the tape hinge. That kind of worked, but it kind of looks sloppy too. You know, like if you don't get it perfect. Right. But I mean, it flew flew good. Maybe I'll try this. Maybe I'll take the tape off and try this method. Be careful though. So, like I said, I I learned with the T pin is great on the bigger the bigger Willie kits, but you've got to use the little push rod he gives you for your control surfaces. Um, cut a little piece of that off because that is so small. It's perfect. Because I'm looking okay. at this little wee Willie, right? And the Willie came out so beautiful for Logan, and uh, it's all transparent covering. And of course, where I kind of slipped out of the balsa was the top of the stabilizer. So I'm looking at the transparent. I can see two pieces of balsa where it kind of bubbled up a little, and I can literally see where a fishing line poked through the balsa and it's under the willy coat by like a quarter inch, and it's transparent. So you can see, you can completely see my mistake. Okay. So the thinner the hole you can put in, T-pins are great because you got something you can hold on to, but it, it'll split the wood on the little, you, the tiny willy you, kits. You probably got some tiny drill bits, don't you, Kevin? You just use one of those, whatever size the... Yeah. The fishing have, line is just measure it. Yeah, I, I got some. I got like a millimeter kit that went from mm-hmm. next to nothing to ten millimeter. Yeah, yeah, got to go small. One sixteenth is too big. I tried that and the hinge fell right through it on the Delta Sport. Yeah, that's way too big. I couldn't find any smaller drill bits. When I'd I went say to Walmart. something like uh, one millimeter or something like that, probably. Yeah, something you can get in a hand drill too. Yeah. I would imagine. Because those bits get so small, you can't even put them in a chuck. That's like right. the smallest one I have. Oh, I use a little finger drill for yeah. stuff like that. I just so, use a drill bit. <laughs> but I'm, t- I'm, but I'm telling you, you don't need a, you don't need a drill bit. Use a piece of the push rod that comes with a kit, and it's, yeah, I've I've used that the last three planes, and they've come out perfect. And you can tell because if you're squeezing that control surface, you'll know if you're at a weird angle, you'll feel it start to bubble the balsa in your hand and instantly stop and then re-straighten it out again. I, I was upset when I screwed up the when I came through the Willie stabilizer. That was a letdown. Oops. So, do you cover the entire thing and then do this, or do you leave covering off of one like one side so you can see the string coming through or, or anything like that? No, I I was doing it beforehand. Well, yes and no. So, for the first couple, I was doing it before the Willie coat just so I could take pictures of it, like completely okay. ready and. Like completely ready to cover. I want to show all the control surfaces, but then I had a uh, before I covered it, I would take like a scrap piece of paper and I would trace the control surface and I'd mark with a pen on my paper where all the holes were, so I could line it up afterwards after I had covering. Um, but then I I got smart. Like when I built the quickie, I'm like, hey, if I want to show a picture of this thing as a built airframe ready to cover, I just use a piece of tape to hold the control surface on. So now I just I yeah. wait till it's complete. I can wait till it's completely covered, and I just do the fishing line and the holes after. Okay, dude, I got I got I still have the cub to build. I got to try that, and I have my other plane was yellow. I still have some of that covering somewhere. I got Andy. Yeah. Which one did Which one did you buy, Andy? Which one did you get? I don't know. Which one did I get, Steve? Uh, Barnstormer. Yeah, I was oh. getting ready to say I'm going to try these hinges in about three years when I build mine. <laughs> the barnstormer right yep yeah yeah i think we all got the same yeah i ordered three gets (laughs) oh right 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 yep i don't know why for Um, some reason i thought andy got something different no steve sent me that i haven't built it he hasn't sent me anything since nope (laughs) (laughs) you get get your next package once i see that (laughs) 
and then it'll be another Willie's. Willie's <laughs> yeah, I gotta do it. I gotta. I'll just gotta sit down and do it. Yeah, it'll take you like a day to put the balsa kit. Yeah. Do your kids much. fly at all, Andy? Nah, not really. No. Even for you though, I mean, this is just you. You got you got the room. This is a great little yard flyer. Plus a barnstormer. That's that's kind of a sport plane. So you can you can have some fun with that. Right. It yeah, was I got fun. plenty of room. Pretty quick plane. They're a little bit different than my typical, you know, 3D monsters where I just go out there and just just get crazy with them. Like when my lasers and my edges and extras and stuff. This is kind of a nice pace. Just they're, they're nice sport sport planes. Uh-huh. Right. I don't think I can get these to hover on a little four inch prop. Yeah. I was cutting at Papillon though. The main flight on the, on Haley's the pink and teal one. It was kind of a breezy day. It was snowing on the maiden flight and. uh I think it's definitely going to be a floater in spring because I had like a 10 mile an hour headwind and I was at half throttle and it was just sitting there and it'd go backwards a little and then sit there and then go backwards a little. Right. He's saying, I was looking that up. He's saying 5.06 ounces per square foot wing loading. So that would definitely thermal like easily because that's getting down close to a a discus launch weight. Hmm. Really? Yeah, because one like of four to four and a half. One of my flying spots down the road, I'm kind of up on a hill and there's farmland below. And uh, mm-hmm. we used to fly gliders there on a nice hot day. You, you could get a good, probably 10, 15 minute thermal on it over, yeah, the, over the fields. Say, I'd say it would thermal. I mean, okay, it's not going to be like super great just because it's so tiny, but it's still, it's, it's very, very low wing loading. So I'd say it'll surprise you. And these are definitely grab a lawn chair and relax because you can mm-hmm. set your timer for like eight, eight to 10 minutes for these. I mean, they're very energy conscious as far as right. the, the consumption. Yeah. You just climb up, go to probably go to zero throttle and cruise around for five minutes. Yep. Awesome. Sweet. Which one's your favorite? Uh, the, the wing, the flying wing, the wing, the wings. The, yeah. Flying wing, and, and I don't know why, but it's a little papillon. I think it's because of how nice and gentle it flew. I'm excited to get the kids on it. Mm-hmm. But the, the flying wing, the, the flugel, I want to get that back out. I mean, I wanted to fly it more last weekend, but the, the snow was so crazy. But it shows up. I'll tell you what, that, that Kawasaki green and carbon fiber and silver, it looks awesome with a snowy backdrop. Nice. That thing's wild. Nice. Yeah, and geez, how many of us have, like, from the old quad – you know, racing days. You have these yeah, have those 13, motors. Thirteen oh six motors laying around, and the uh-huh. gem fan props, the five inch props, and geez. And that's what this is. I don't know anything about the quad motors that you guys used to use, but so the biggest motor he has is the eighteen oh six. That's a twenty two. Yeah, that's a twenty two eighty kill kV. That's uh-huh. eighteen oh six, um, and that's been in the five to six inch prop. Uh, this is. The other motor is a 1306. That's a 3100 kV. And then that tiny, tiny little motor, this one is, that's 1104. It's a 6500 kV. Wow. Yeah, so these are all, I'm assuming these are all quad motors. They work great. I'm waiting for him to do a pusher. I think he's, I think he's got plans for a lot of cool stuff in the future. I just got to break his heart and tell him, all right, when summer comes, I'll build again in winter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told him yesterday, I tell him how impressed I was with how one of the kids went together this week. And I go, 
he, he was thanking me for the help. I go, oh, I, lo- I love, you know, helping out and sharing with everybody. That's, that's my goal is to help everybody to have I go, this is a perfect time because it's winter and I'm bored and I'm stuck inside. I go, I go, come summer. I'm out there flying. I'm, I'm, I'm with the kids. I'm on the boat. I'm driving a vet. So now's the time for me to help you do whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> come summer. I'm just going to fly, fly, fly. I think a lot of these will definitely, that they're wall hangers now and I've been having fun, but I definitely think a lot of these will stay in the car when I go to the field in the summer. Plus I think a lot of the club guys will get a hoot out of it. Oh yeah. We, we, we did club rate. We did those foam pylon racers like the last two years at our club. So we're talking about maybe building some of these cause we got those big hobby King blow up uh, pylons right at our field. So I think like the quickie 100 or even the flying wings would be fun to do. Um, I definitely want to stick a streamer on it to Flugel. I think they'll rip a streamer around. All right. Shall we move it on? Um, I have one more question, but uh, I know it's going to be probably could be in a whole other show. Um, when you get to a point in the covering, Chris, and it's not a straight line, like it's something fancy that you want to do, how do you do that? Do you normally, and you know, like it's got to be symmetrical and it's got to be the same on both sides. Do you like make a cutout in paper uh, or. And does it go over like a base or do you try to get both edges together? I'm still learning from five feet away. These things look amazing. <laughs> if you hold them in your hands, you can find all sorts of imperfections. Okay. Um, it's still, it's still a learning curve. Like with the, with the Delta sport, the red, white, and blue one, I actually followed the pattern of the, the spars in the wing with right. the, divi- the side. That was a, that was a breaking color of my color. So basically when I went from the blue to the white, to the red, I overlapped about an eighth of an inch on okay. the spar itself. And then I used black pinstriping to kind of mask the, the, the joint and it kind of helped kind of accent the colors. Um, yeah. With a quickie, with a quickie 500, that one, the leading edge is blue and then it kind of sweeps back to blue to, to match the top of the fuselage. So that one I actually used um, just uh, thin cardboard. Or you know what I like using for patterns is uh, the priority envelopes that are free. Cause it's got that thicker cardboard paper. Okay. So for, for that, I'll trace a pattern. So it's, it's symmetrical on both sides. I'm still learning how to lay covering over covering. Like even a quickie, I was laying the, the checkered flag over the white wing last night. And a lot of guys will poke holes. There's, there's more tricks I'm learning. Cause I remembered what plane was it? I think the Papillon, the, when I use a heat gun, the, the Monaco started bubbling, like not bubbling, mm-hmm. but started puffing up. And I quickly Googled, you know, some tricks for monocoding. I just took you have a, to have a pecker a, tool. I, I, I don't have a pecker. Yeah. Like, you don't make the peckers anymore. So I just you don't took have the a te- pecker. I don't have the multi, <laughs> I don't have the multi pecker. Uh, <laughs> so, so what I did was amazing. So I just took my, um, I took my three and uh 30 second drill bit and I just drilled a hole in uh, the side of the wing mm-hmm. tip. And all of a sudden the current, the covering sucked right down right over the ribs. Cause it literally, I couldn't see the ribs. Like it, if from the heat, it ballooned up the, the coating because there's all the right. air was trapped inside. Right. I'm like, where the hell did the ribs go? And a second I drilled a hole and the air could escape, the covering sucked right down to the ribs and you could see all the, all the ribs. So definitely poke holes. If you're doing layers, I'm still learning how to go lay over lay. I don't, I look at all these amazing covering jobs on, on the Willie's Facebook group. I don't know how the guys do it. Um, I'm learning every time. But definitely, if, if you want symmetrical, do a pattern, Kevin, for sure. Okay. Uh, if you look at a lot of my stuff, I just do the straight lines because straight lines are simple. Yeah. Like when, I did a, when I did a quickie 500, if you look at the build album on this one this week, 
I used a ruler with black marker and I drew my line straight across it. So I did the black on, on t- uh, what I do. Yeah. I did a white on the bottom cause you cover from the bottom up. So I did the white on the bottom. Then I did half the plane in white and I used my razor blade. I cut right on my, my permanent marker. Then from there I laid my black up. And then when I was done, I used a piece of silver as my uh, overlapping pinstriping. So a lot of my stuff, straight lines. I don't, the guys who do the patterns, they, I, I don't know how they do it. That's, that's years and years and years of balsa building. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, when I, nice. when I did the barnstorm, I did almost exactly the same thing that you did. Uh, I did the, the red, it's all, it's like a, uh, an ugly stick, basically what I did. Then I got little decals from Amazon, you know, two inch decals of the iron cross and put it on there. Yeah. But I did it right on the ribs, like you're saying, right on the lines there and then did a little black accent over it to hide it. If there's one thing I can tell everybody who's built balsa, sand, and when you think you're done sanding, sand a little bit more. Because I'm looking at my Quickie 500 up on the wall, and from 10 feet away, it came out badass. Blue, silver, black, white, it looks awesome. Then you walk up close, and I can see where I put glue, where the um, the leading edge balsa on my big Quickie 500, where it meets the stringer on each rib. It's kind of got that stringer on top for strength. Okay. You can see where I, where I dropped some CA on there, and I didn't sand it down enough. And when I shrunk the, the covering, you can see every little imperfection of where you know you don't sand or you have some filler. So even though it looks perfect, sand everything smooth because the second you suck that iron down or the covering down with the iron, any little imperfection you left on there will you'll sh- it'll show a mark. Make sure you wipe it down good after. Um, I had like a little piece of dust that was under the covering. Um, and you can see where I laid the covering over. It was like a little ball that stuck out. So sand, wipe it down really good before you cover it. Okay. And, uh, and if you don't like it, like, uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, the quickie yesterday. Um, I started laying covering on it, started getting wrinkles. I could not get it out. And I just, I just peeled the covering right back off and just grabbed, grabbed a new piece. Start so, over. Yeah. So if you get it at the beginning before it really tacks on good, you, you can pull the covering off without leaving too much glue. Okay. Nice. That's it. Check out willynillies.com, guys. Go yeah. build yourself a balsa kit while there's still some winter left. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. Let's move it Wait, on. One more question. Oh, okay. Any <laughs> any news yet on the Rochester Fun Fly this year? Is it going to happen, not going to happen, canceled, postponed? It's going to happen regardless. Um I just don't know if I can, it all depends on what the town lets us do and, and how people are with their, with COVID. Um, right. I mean, I still did it last year, but it was like 26 of us. And it was kind of nice to, t- I was telling everybody, it was kind of nice to take a, a year off. I mean, no fireworks, no food. Um, I missed a lot of my out, out of state and out of country guys. I mean, mm. the only 26 people there were only New York state residents. And it was, it was my Buffalo and my Syracuse buddies. Because we couldn't, the town wouldn't let anybody in from out of state. Right. Um, the borders were closed to Canada. So I'll still have my weekend. I just don't know if I'll be able to let some outside people come in. Um, but it will be, regardless, it will be the last uh, the last weekend in sep- no, last weekend in August, like always. Mm-hmm. It, okay. it just it usually, usually used to fall on Labor Day weekend a lot. I think last year and this year, I think it's, I don't think it's Labor Day. It's just, it's always. The last weekend of August is the heli show. The second to last weekend of August, the week before, is our airplane show. So I, I plan on doing it. It was kind of, I got to go back and forth of, of how big I want to make it again. Because last year, not having, well, we couldn't. 
for, for, you know, safety reasons, but not having to supply food and drinks and cook and then spend half a day on Sunday cleaning the grill, putting stuff away. I mean, literally it was carry and carry out. We had a local pizza shop that was giving everybody, you know, five, 10% off your order. So we were just ordering all weekend from like Matt's Pizza Shack. We had trash plates. Yeah, we had pizza. I would just keep doing that. That sounds it's, much easier. So, so I, I mean, because because a lot of the the revenue coming in from the show that helps the club do is is the the, the donations. That's that's a major part. Um, and then we make like maybe two to three dollars off the t-shirts. We do make a lot of proceeds off food, but again, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Yeah, and then um, and the fireworks. I, I kind of missed the fireworks last year, but again, that's another twenty two hundred dollars that has to come from club funds to pay for. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how we'll see how this year turns out. I'll be there last weekend of August, like always, and hopefully I can have some more outside guests. But it's just it's just nice and quiet last year. But I definitely missed a lot of people, and I I hated sending out the letter to everybody saying, "Yeah, you can't come." I'm sorry. That that, that was tough. But I think I, I flew just – it was kind of weird. It's just a weird atmosphere. I, I think I flew just as much my airplanes that weekend as I did helicopters. So it was, it was quiet. I mean, literally, it's just my local flying buddies. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I, hope, I, I hope everybody can do their shows this year. Yeah. Time will tell. Yep. Okay. All right. Do we have a planker segment? We have an old planker segment. Yeah. Nice. Older one. Let me see if I can find it. Ah, shit. You've got to be kidding me. Holy shit, the whole thing went in there. Wait a minute. Let me just pick at this a minute. Let me. Oh, man. I don't know if I should drink more or drink less. Jesus Christ. Is this fucking planker thing my idea? <laughs> fucking Steve, can't believe you talked me into this shit. <laughs> oh my god. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Freefall RC Podcast Planker News Service Show. <laughs> if this show ever gets like that, Somebody fucking shoot me. Come on, you little bastard. Come on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I was busy uh, finishing a really awesome nose picking. Episode 9 of the Freefall (laughs) RC Podcast Planker News uh, Show. I guess we're going to call it a show now. What do we got? We got lots of stuff. We've got uh, another episode of Let's Get It, our new segment here on the Planker. And this is amazing. Uh, We were going to do a tribute to George from Tired Iron Aviation for his amazing feat of flying every day for, I think, think it's a thousand days or something like that. That's absolutely astonishing. So we did a little research and we found a guy that's done it for 2,190 days, a solid (laughs) six years. So we'll see what that's about. All right, let's get to it, guys. All right, guys, so we're back to our segment, Let's Get It. And as in last time, it's all about what I want, and I still want the Kraken. So that's what we're going to work on this week, getting that damn Kraken. Damn it. 
I just can't believe Roulette kicked my ass like that. Alright, now I gotta call Jane and uh, get home somehow. everything. Jesus, I don't know what to say. Hey, babe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Atlantic City. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, it's all gone. I, I lost everything. It's not a, it's not crack. It's a kraken. Sweetie, can you come and get me? Um, I kind of, sort of sold the car. Yeah. Oh. Just come and get me. We'll sort this out. Thank you, dear. Oh, man. I still got to find a way to get that cracking. Where's, uh, where's my other daughter? <laughs> hey, guys. I'm on the move here. I was told to uh, come downtown here to a Pauly's Arcade to meet this guy, uh, Morgan. Morgan McKenzie. I don't know why Arcade. Ah, here it is. Let's go in here. Hello. Um, I was told to ask for Morgan. Oh, yeah, Morgan. Um, yeah, Morgan, I sent him home for the day. Oh, he works here? Yeah, he works here. He, uh, he, he, he sweeps day. up and he uh, fixes the video machines. Okay. All right, everybody, we're off to the next location. Let's get, uh, let's get going here. Okay, that was a short walk. Uh, so we're here at uh, Morgan's uh, Morgan McKenzie's house. Let's ring the bell. Hey, how are you? Are you Morgan? Uh, Morgan. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listen, uh, Mike D. I'm here from the Planker Channel. We called ahead. <laughs> Dude, you got the. You got the takeout? Oh, man. Come on in. Thanks. So, uh... Oh, man, I am so glad you're here. I got a munchie so freaking bad. Whoa. So, Morgan, uh, we've been told that you, for the last uh, six years, I guess 2,190 days... Uh, you've been flying every day, so I'd like to ask you some questions about that. Um, so what do you fly? Uh, you know, pretty much anything I can get my hands on, whatever the butt of the day is, man. I mean, you know. No, I mean, like, is it airplanes, helicopters, both? What is it? Oh, dude, it's... Whatever I can get, man. Anything to just get me whizzing, smoking, and doping, dude. I, I don't care. I, I grind up some dead cockroaches. <laughs> Wait. 
What? Whatever I get, I was told you man. you've been flying every day. Oh, dude, I've been flying every day most of my life, man. Every friggin' day. You bet I'm flying <laughs> high. I am stoned out of my bird, brother. You've been high every day? Yeah. What are you thinking, man? I'm the one that's high as hell, but it seems like you're the one that's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> conversation and have it come off like so good uh, just, are you kidding he's probably like, got four different voices in his head going well, at the true. same time <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny when he did a stoner bit um it sounded so weird because i listen to so many podcasts during the week i listen to everything on speed too like the wife <laughs> hates when she gets in the car with me when i'm listening to it she's like she's like uh is these your free fall boys on speed too so I, yeah so everything sounds fast so to hear that bit in regular speed <laughs> i'm like uh, oh this is really slow <laughs> yeah he's he's nuts i love that guy mm-hmm. yeah he's the awesome. best mike d's the best mike d's the best mike d's the best <laughs> well it's like when i was doing like the spongebob bit and the yoda it's like i had no idea where he was going with it i just read the lines and then threw in a few little things in case he needed it so nice, <laughs> nice man Okay, let's uh, move it on to news and announcements. Okay, news and announcements. <laughs> oh, I, I right. it off. All right, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, news and announcements. Okay, what do we got? All right, yeah, what do we have here? We talked about the new 230S Smart. 
last smart. week from Blade. Now we have a Fusion 360 smart. Yes. And get a bind and fly with safe. That just all smart guy's got to be a pretty dope ass pilot to have its name on all of them. Yeah, no kidding. All these blade helis are getting smarter. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. And what's cool is they say you need this the Spectrum Smart LiPo. So, I mean, you're getting a smart heli, a smart battery, smart charger. Smart ESC. Yep. That's pretty cool. For 360 size heli, or I think it's 350 millimeter blades. I wonder if they give you a test before they allow you to buy this. Will they let a dummy buy it like me? Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta put in your PayPal information. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> That's the test. <laughs> That's the test. <laughs> Believe me, I I drive around New Jersey and I go, "How did you find the line on the bottom of the page to sign for your vehicle, dude?" Because you're a freaking <laughs> idiot, dude. <laughs> I drive in Virginia. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Looks like. I, to be honest, I'm not familiar with the original Fusion 360. Mm-hmm. I assume it didn't have the the Avon, Avian, Avon Smart ESC that this one comes with. So I'm not exactly sure what all has changed over the original versus the Smart version. I think the original didn't also have their fly brawlers in it, right? It wasn't the original rocking the 7200? Yeah, uh, so. was it? You may be correct, but I was thinking the Fusion was like the first one that had that Spectrum controller. Mm. But I'm not sure. I know the Blade 360 did come with the, the B stacks, right? But the so Fusion is uh, yeah. like a generation after that. Yeah, but I, I don't know. The, I didn't think the Fusion came with that. I have to look that up at yeah, some point. Well, this the Fusion does. I got Let's, here. I've, I've got a, I right now I'm wrenching on a Fusion 270 for a guy who stripped the servos, so I'm putting new servos in it. This has got that uh, the AR636B, which has the panic yeah, yeah. self-leveling on it. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. But nonetheless, this one cool. does come with the Spectrum 6250HX fly barless controller. Yep. And that smart ESC. Smart ESC. Panic recovery. Safe mode. I guess that's it. I mean, differences. These are actually pretty nice helis. Yeah. If you ever looked at yeah. one, they're, they're decent. They're good. Yeah, I used to have the uh, the three-bladed one. Well, it was a 450X, but then I upgraded the frames to a 360. Okay, okay. Yeah, and I like that because it used, like, I had a very similar server layout as more of the traditional you right. Know, helis. Right. Which I liked a lot much it was a lot better. Just the overall layout of everything was a lot better. Yeah. Yep. So awesome. check that out. The bind and fly basic is four forty nine ninety nine, so four hundred and fifty bucks. But that's bind and fly, so I mean that's you know it's not terrible. That's not bad at all, man. That's not bad. Uh huh. Sweet. All right, what else do we have here? That's it. A whole lot of nothing. No more news and or no, announcements? No more news and or announcements. Damn. Aww. For all you um, Goblin Raw fans, they, uh, they're starting to release the, the color booms. Oh, so, yeah. I guess that yeah. is an announcement. I forgot yeah. about it. 
I got I got a yellow one on order just to see what it looks like. Now is that is that a sticker or well, how does that work? It's a painted boom. I think it's, it's very similar boom. to how Oxy does theirs. You know, right. the painted okay. booms. Yeah. They also have some colored canopies in stock, right? Some red ones. Yeah, I believe some red ones. Yeah. I'm still holding out for the orange to get a full set of that. Right, sure. But, um, you know, one of the things that um, a lot of people are like, well, how much cheaper is going to be the boom, right? Like, how much cheaper is the boom, even though it's SAB? And it is. It's pretty cheap. It's like under it's, 20 bucks for the regular boom. Yeah, $20, I think. Nice. Yeah. I think the painted one was oh. like 30 bucks or 36 bucks. I don't know, 40 bucks, something like that. I mean, it was a bit more, but. It's probably going to be one thing I buy. You know, it's going to be, how should I say it? Something I buy once. <laughs> so I don't really need the boom like that. I don't need the boom to be painted, or I could just vinyl wrap it myself. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask you. Have you weighed it? Yeah. That's what everybody wants to know. What does it weigh? Not as uh, light as I thought, but um, I don't even know if it's actually that much lighter than the Kraken, to be honest. Let me see. I. I took some pictures. Now, granted, uh, which right. didn't fit the heli, so I had to put like a plank of wood on it, and then tar it out, and and then try to balance the the heli and the wood on the yeah on the scale. So, you got a rough idea. It's a rough idea between the three. Now, three is airframe, no battery packs. Was seven pounds fifteen ounces, with the forty five hundred packs, was. 11 pounds, three ounces. And with the 5,000, this is so the pulse was, it was pulse 4,500, 65C. The 5,000s are 45C. They're like some pretty old packs. packs and that was at 11 pounds, 11 ounces. Okay. So, what was your cracking way? No idea. It's it's a nitro now. So, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So eleven pounds, eleven ounces with a Pulse forty five C five thousand. Yeah. And you got what a Hobby Wing one thirty. Uh, Scorpion one thirty. Scorpion one thirty. Forty five twenty five. Okay. That's that's with the buffer pack, the aluminum case Neo. Which servos? Uh, BK eight thousand series. Okay. So the brushless one. So I bet they're a little. Just bit Just kind of throwing too. all that out there. Sure. Just yeah. People wonder because that. Mm-hmm. Components can make a big difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely components can make a big difference. Um, so if you throw a 200 ESC on there, yeah, you're looking at 12 pounds. Easily, yep. Yeah, okay. So, but like I said, it's my scale. Who knows if 11 pounds is actually 11 pounds? You Your know? scale's not a pound off. I mean, it Didn't you tell be, me it's going to be 10 and a half pounds? I thought it would be 10 and a half, which is about... Didn't I tell you he's full of shit? <laughs> you know what's funny? Someone weighed the canopies. Uh huh. And the canopy for the Kraken. Now, this isn't including the Carters, but the just the, the top canopy of a Kraken weighed uh-huh. less than the defender thing and the jaw mouth thingy on the bottom. Right. So, was yeah. the Kraken canopy carbon fiber? Yeah. Or fiber, yeah, well, there you go. Plus yeah. that hatch and all that crap. That yeah, weighs more. So, and the hatch is thick plastic. Like, yeah. You, so, you, know, you felt it. Yeah, right? I believe that 100%. Yeah. But, yep. It doesn't fly like it, though. It doesn't fly heavy. It doesn't, you know, and I wasn't killing it with the head speeds or anything like, you know, 2100 on the top side. 
but normally 18, 19, uh, 17, 1800 was really sufficient for that. Yeah. You know? So. No, I think that's a good weight. I think 10, 11 and a half to 12 is a good size for a 700. I mean, a good weight. Yeah. I mean, you can I go mean, lighter, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good weight. It does move. It moves pretty quick, you know. Right. So I'll be, I'll be interested in your setup and your take on it. You know? Yeah, so that's that's. I'm actually putting the exact. I'm putting the motor and ESC out of my XL Power mm-hmm. in this one, and I'm putting a different one back in the XL Power. Okay. So I'm curious how it compares to that because I had really good weights on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eleven point three without the canopy. Eleven point six with. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, and this is with six, 690 blades, too. That's another thing. Because if you were okay. at 710s or seven, Yeah, I was running 716s or 717s right. VTX, right. and it was yep. 11.6 with the canopy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious. You know, same everything mm-hmm. where, where we're at. That'll be a good, good comparison. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Nice. All right, let's uh, move it for what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for me? Yeah, what's yeah. next for you, Kevin? Because I think the rest of us have the same thing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. So, spotlight on me. I'm front and center stage. Uh huh. Four score in seven years ago, <laughs> seven weeks ago. <laughs> I flew a helicopter. I flew a helicopter. Exactly. <laughs> My fellow Americans. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't snowing. I cannot recall at this time flying a helicopter. Um, <laughs> In real life, you've been simming, so that's good. And I will say, read my lips. I will fly a helicopter again. No, um, dude, I'm going to try and get <laughs> to the field on. Well, probably not to the field. Probably. Oh, shit. I got to go I'll down the street. Can you get here. in the field? <laughs> no, I just got to go down the street and take off and land from the parking lot. I don't know. I got to just go do a gorilla flight oh, somewhere, fly. man. Yeah, do it. Go hey, to I got pond. Just, just bring it back. I, I got some skis. You want me to ship those to you real quick? Put on your skids? No. Fall off the snow? I'm good. <laughs> no. Just take off and land on your the top of your Jeep. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. But uh, they, got, they got like a bunch of tree trimming trucks uh, sitting in the parking lot. You know that one field that's real close to me, Steve, the little soccer field? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I can get in and out of there. So maybe I will go to Green Pond or something. Let's see what's going on. I got I to gotta try. Mm-hmm. But that's it. What are you guys going to be doing? Nothing? Okay. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hope you guys have a really good time, man. I wish I could get down there, but the the winter months, man wouldn't be easy for me to do i know i make up a lot of excuses i thought i was actually on call but i'm not but you guys are going to have a great time at rcho yep it's actually interesting it's the last time i saw you andy was at rcho it's at this event that's true yeah. that's the last time i saw anyone anyone right yeah wow um yeah so that's what i'm going to be doing we've got a couple um helicopters to finish putting together and then, um, yeah, load up the car, load up the truck, and get ready to go to our seat show. Um, yeah, Friday morning. Andy, you're leaving again, what, Thursday, right? I think you said? Yeah, Thursday. Awesome. Oh, well. Huh. 
assuming I get this fucking camper some going together on that because it's going to be cold as shit so everything will freeze if I don't have something or just not use anything is the weather supposed to be that cold? yeah it's going to be down in the 20s at night Ugh. 40 is the high and tw- oh, here I'll, I'll tell you it's according to weather bug a few days out I mean it could be whatever 36 on Thursday, 35 at night, freezing rain. Friday, high of 39, low of 27, 50% rain. Saturday, 40, 22 at night. Sunday, 44 and 33 at night. Yeah, okay. Yep. So it's I've... been cold as shit and raining and snowing and freezing rain. Geez, you guys could have come to Jersey. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> I better pack some lawn johns then. I told you yeah. you need to pack plenty of layers. Especially if we're going to be outside. Because <laughs> it could easily be 50 degrees in the middle of the day, and it could be 25 at night. Yeah. Woo! Well, up. That's oh, yeah. cold with the wind blowing. Still a heat wave compared to where I'm at right now. Yes. Friday night, Saturday morning, it's going to be 22. <laughs> That's cold. <laughs> Dude, our low is expected to be warmer than that. Yeah. 24. Yep. Oh. Uh, what about you, Chris? What you got next going on? Andy, can you guess what I'm going to be doing next? <laughs> not, not flying a helicopter, I'm sure. No, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got a couple more wheelie builds. Once it gets nice, I'm hoping to get back out with a 516. It's just... I have no motivation to fly nice, expensive helicopters in the winter when my fingers, can, I, I, I can, I can feel nothing. I can see the sticks moving, but I can't feel them. Um, that's why I picked up that logo 200. That's the perfect yard beater where I can just walk out front. If I don't get in the snow, it's a $10 fix. Um, so I'm definitely gonna start flying it a lot more, but then I'm, I'm helping out a few buddies. So as we're chatting tonight, I just got the new servos in this blade. 270 fusion for a local buddy um so that's ready to go i just got a maiden that and set up the panic for him so that should be ready to go um and my club buddy bob who's down in florida called florida bob because he's smart and goes down to florida in the winter um i just built him a t-rex 500x and he just shipped me up a brand new we we're talking you guys were just talking about that spectrum fly barless system the 6250 all right um he just shipped that up to me and probably in a month right before he heads home he's going to ship me his ix20 um, because I guess that does all that forward programming. So it, right. I guess this fly system sets up just like a V bar. He's all spectrum and he wants to keep the same technology in his helicopters. Cause that's what he's used to. Um, most guys in my club, I convert them over either icon or the V bar Neo, just cause that's what I'm comfortable with. But, um, Bob wants to stay spectrum. So I'm going to give this a try and watching some videos and it, it looks pretty cool. I mean, everything should be done on his radio. I was going to try to get it set up on my little DX6E just to test fly it, but then I'd have to program his whole radio and learn it over again. Yeah. Um, so the helicopter is built. I threw a Neo in it a few weeks ago, flew it, sent him the video. And uh, actually I built the heli, put an icon in it, did an instructional icon video because there's still some guys out there cloudy about how to set up an icon. Um, so I made a video, help my buddy Kevin out and some other people. Then I pulled out the icon, put my Neo in it, and beat the snot out of it with my Neo Sent that video to Bob and said, hey, your helicopter is ready for you. So uh, probably in a month or so, I'll be getting that set up for him. And uh, 
just more flying. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, with the day's getting longer now and the, and, the, and the sun staying out, coming home from work and actually having light outside to cook out and fly is starting to feel really good. Mm-hmm. That's what I got going on. Flying some helis. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, dude, you'll have to come back on after you get some flights in on that Logo 200. For sure. It sounds like a little pissed off Bumblebee. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's see. Do we have anything for the listener pipeline? Oh, my God. Do we have anything? Yes. One and maybe two, but probably one. What's going on, guys? It's Robert. Can't wait to be back on the show. Catch up with you, Craig. <laughs> Uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're killing it. Uh, makes my Friday morning job and uh, commute to work more tolerable. All right, boys. I'll see you soon. See you. That guy sounds nice. We should get him on the show. Yeah. Yeah, one of these days. <laughs> he said nothing about posting the episode late or anything. I know, right? He's very nice oh, about it. Oh, but but <laughs> if you go go ch- go check out your iTunes review and maybe I mentioned it there. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. Hey. Hey. Free 4C podcast, guys. What's up, boys? Andy. Andy, Andy. <laughs> I love you, man. But, dude, <laughs> you are too heavy for a freaking piggyback ride. Get off my back, man, about heli building schedules. <laughs> what the hell, Andy? <laughs> nice info, like, where's though, he man. going on that? on the gear ratio podcast. That was good stuff, Andy. The more you talked, man, I kept thinking, golly, this guy sounds like a professional mechanical engineer. Excellent information. Hey, Steve, Andy and Ian, I need you guys to do something for me. Please give Eric Shue a big old southern hug this coming weekend. I don't think that Kevin and I are going to be able to make the RCHO uh, chill out this year. Kevin was going to ride up with me, but somehow he left Florida early, and so I'm not going to drive by myself, man. It's too cold, too far. <laughs> Uh, I want to whine a little bit about it. Way too freaking cold. And believe me, I know cold. If the predicted high temple on Friday and Saturday is still 41 or 42 degrees, oh, mm-hmm. my God, man, you got to be kidding me. Hey, that's the thanks high. a lot for the podcast, guys. Y'all are doing a great job. Look forward to hearing more. See you. Thanks, right. Steve. Thanks, Steve. Awesome. Thanks. I-, I vow to try really, really hard to not make fun of Steve Shaw. Why? Well, I said I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm just asking you why. That's, uh, <laughs> why to, be, to be nice, because he asked okay. me twice. Okay, okay. We'll focus all that energy on Steve Yun. Mm. Nice. And then I'm going to focus <laughs> all that energy at Ian when we see him. <laughs> oh, what did uh, I do? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't <here>. matter. <laughs> That's it for that? That's it. It's time to yep. wrap it up. It's time. All right. First, I uh, want to give a huge shout out to Chris. Thanks for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, it's good catching up, good finding out more information about these willy nilly kits. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Thanks. It was good catching up with you guys again. Yeah, man. Awesome. All right. So, Facebook likes, we are at 1,346. I feel like I say that number every time now. No. But we have two new names. Okay. So we have, well, which is almost three new names. We have Carol and Doug McFeeders. Peters? Feeders? I don't know. Uh, Thomas DJ Platinum Williams. Right. Platinum. Cool. All right. What do we have for Facebook comments? 
Uh, we got some comments on Facebook. Uh, I'm shooting right to two episodes ago. Uh, episode 261. Tribute to RCHN. Because the one and only Nick Len from the show uh, oh. left us a comment, man. Awesome. Said thanks for all the kind comments, guys. That was a fun stroll down memory lane. So many laughs and good times. Awesome. Yeah, that was that was that was nice of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Rod Gullet said, "Pro Modeler still makes fly bar heli. I bet you won't get one." Yeah, I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> no. If somebody good made one, I would get one. Oh. Oh boy. Uh, great, um, yeah. Great. I eating. mean, like a, a you know a, a name brand. I don't know nothing about this weird thing. What, like a goblin? Goblin's gonna make a. If they made one, I'd get one. A fly bar. Sure. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt many. I mean, I've it. heard decent stuff about their servos, but it just seems like a small, weird, off-brand kind of a heli thing he's got going there. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think it's he's like a one-off. I don't know. Chris knows about the. That company, he's done some reviews on the the heli. Oh, really? Yeah, Pantera. Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of it. I mean, dude, the times are kind of tough, and they're all pushing forward. I I can't see any company coming out with a flyboard heli. No, just too many parts to have to make. Yeah, to and and a risk to risk all that for. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Uh, this guy is probably the last of the dying fly bars. Yes. Uh, so to add to that post, Gray Eagle Jr. said, before even Egg Hatchet flashbacks for historicals. And Eric Bonfig asked, anyone know if there's a place to get the old RCHN episodes? And there was a back and forth on which phone app or which phone platform is the best for podcasts. Yeah, which I'm not Apple. Right. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> it's Apple and everyone else. Uh you Steve, No, we wait, we did determine that you can go to RCHN dot is it org? Org? Yeah, yeah I believe that's org. their archive there. You can get them if you don't have an Apple. Oh, stuff. okay. I don't know. Did we talk about your time lapse video? I think we did, right? I think we did. Yeah, we spoke about that in the maiden. So last episode my fair maiden got a few comments on that too great eagle jr said talk uh and then eric bob fig said i agree with andy getting four to five flights in before doing doing any tuning however as i only fly low head speed and use the v touch system i follow the general tweaking guide from v stabby start some gov tuning first if your rpm is over the all over the place. Uh, it's going to make tail tuning more difficult. I run the NeoGov, so there's a little little more tuning. I think I do, too. Uh-huh. Steve, Kevin, you should look into this. Uh, greatly made my models fly much better. It only took a few batteries to get through it all. Ah, V-Stabby tweaking order. He posted a link to that. Uh, Gray Eagle said, into? Yusef said, first I fly before I maiden, or was that just a hover? Wait, that hover is a maiden. <laughs> I think he was talking about Ian saying, yeah, I, I, I get a flight in before my maiden or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Greg Eagle Jr. said, greatness and then tick. 
Okay. Just a little tech. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the the one and only Ian Joel posted his meme of a woman walking in seeing uh looks like fifty sets of a dozen <laughs> An roses. entire room. Yeah. Yeah, just a room full of roses. And it says, Oh my god, he bought the goblin raw. <laughs> and she looks like she's crying. And it was dude classic. And, and this is the, these are the posts I was looking for. Daryl yeah. Anke said raw. Rod Gullet said raw. <laughs> yeah. And Gray Eagle Jr. said rose flowers are not blue. Sky is up to dark side of the moonbeam. More Doritos for Cheetos. Heart feeling beat pulse for the bees and knees for the birds. <laughs> Flowers and Lockheed <laughs> Martini. I don't even know if I read that right, but does it matter? No, it's only, close enough. Only he will know. My my wife saw the the post and she was like, "Wait, you bought a Goblin Raw? Where's my flowers?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "I bought it on pre order. It doesn't count." <laughs> oh, nice. Oh man, I hope you didn't go in the doghouse for that one. No, not at all. <laughs> oh. My wife came back on the 13th, and she said, I hope you didn't get me anything for Valentine's Day. And I'm like, oh, shit. When's Valentine's Day? <laughs> oh, it's tomorrow. And I'm like, no, I didn't get anything. And then she text, sent me a text back, not even a card. And I'm like, Phew. okay. Yeah, I didn't want a card. <laughs> I didn't want to get you a card. I didn't... No, we're, we're beyond that. That's high school shit. <laughs> so what else we got, man? What's next? Uh, visitor posts. Do we have visitor posts? Uh, let's see here. Yes, we do. Let's see. What day do we want to go back towards? Uh, Probably the one from Chris Breams on the 14th, maybe. Okay. I guess. Didn't we already do Chris's Robert's Willy Nilly video? Yeah, and Greg Jr., Willie, Bar and Row. Oh, we didn't do that. Never mind. I got confused because Chris puts up a video like twice a week. (laughs) Uh, This one I'm just going to read, and the caption says, Don't worry, Andy, it's not another Willie's. (laughs) 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 It's for the Logo 200. Uh, Uh, Yeah, Greg Jr., February 12th, said, Willie, Bar and Row. And then it's like our logo... With bad reception? I don't know. Bad? I don't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, February 13th, Chris posted here, thinking about getting into Boston Building, but you don't know where to start? Check out Doug and Becky over at the Willy Nillies. Yeah. Looking at cow. Chris with a pretty grizzly beard growing there, huh? You still got that beard or what? I sure do. I got a haircut this weekend, but I can't cope with getting rid of the beard yet. Usually, uh, it's usually like a few weeks after Christmas it starts getting itchy. But once I got past that phase, it just keeps growing bigger, and I'm not ready to shave it yet, man. Yeah. It's like it's like my winter friend. Mm-hmm. I shaved mine <laughs> completely off two weeks ago. Oh, it's oh, almost God, grown back by now, but <laughs> <laughs> it just gets too freaking annoying after a while. I, I, t- to I told I told Nicole once I get a straight week of 55, 60 degrees, it's coming off because yeah. I, I I sweat like crazy in the summer. Yeah, but. I walked out of the, the barber on Sunday after getting my hair cut and I, I went back to like a skin fade with just enough hair to kind of style the top. 
and I walked out yeah, and I would, I, I your felt, damn head. it felt like it was 20 below. Out. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's amazing I'm, how much insulation the beard yeah. and the hair. Uh-huh. Cause I'm, I'm electrician. So I'm out, I'm outside. So right. I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying a beard between a beard and having to wear a mask. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shaved mine. I went outside. I was like, Holy shit. My face is cold. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other Chris, Chris Breams posted here. Figuring out the robot hinges. And yeah. Chris has been killing it. Breams yeah. with the, he's been building big balsa planes. Yeah. All kinds of new stuff. It's and cool. then another of, clip of him robot hinges on the telemaster on the wing on the ailerons looks good yeah. got nice. some like teenage effect going on though i don't know what the hell that's all about yeah i don't know but uh let's see what else we have 17 minutes ago podcasting with my boys chatting about all things willy nillies check them out chris just posted that also give a like there sweet Nice. Okay, uh, let's see. Website comments. Uh, I don't think we got anything. Did we? Yeah, I don't, see anything, I don't, Andy? No, I don't think. No. Nope. No website comments. Nope, not at all. Okay. People, Podbean. All right. Podbean. Tim Tideback. Uh He liked a bunch of episodes. Episode 46, great one with Chad Capper. Uh, nice. Episode 53, New Toys. Uh, episode 61, Adam's RC Swap Meet, which news and announcements uh, they're not having this year. They probably oh. would have had it by now, I think, or we would have known. And yeah. episode 62, Keeping You in Charge with Joe Cashwell. Nice. And let's see who Alan DJ D. Jenkins Jr. He liked episode 19, Crashes, Close Calls, and Saves. And also liked episode 17, Love the Smell of Nitro in the Morning, part two. And that's Heli. That's with uh, with Chris and Kyle Stacy. Uh-huh. And Heli Man liked episode 242, Nick's, Nick Maxwell Products. Nice. Jeez. i got to practice reading more. <laughs> uh, talking about practice reading. No. Seven days ago, we have Grey Goo Jr. leaving a comment. Heart feelings. Total historical bartender, your fly is opening. Stand that shaft's appreciation. Nope. Touch that V controller. Timer vibrate few minutes later. Mouse clickbait. Okay. And then seven days ago, in response to that one, pressed entering. Early too quickly mistaken for all thumbs, no pinching those as ticks. Memories of positive, funny, huddle, cuddle, talk of machete machines, rotor on the Warbird documentary. Roman candles, your skid bump. In the name of TikTok, a greatness, scuttle your bubble. Whatever that means. Uh, okay, <laughs> back to English. TM Titleback says, episode 51, RC History. Dude, this episode was really, really good. I was aware of some of the info, Tesla Boat, but it's always great to hear about where things started, i.e. original quads, using wings, flexing for control. Um, Hopefully, Kevin can throw together a few more history snippets to sprinkle into the episodes. Fascinating stuff. Ooh, okay. 
Cool. And then Tim again, episode 62 with Joe Cashwell. After listening to this episode, I'm really going to have to meet Joe in person. I tried my hand at building charge cases a few years ago, so this one was really, really interesting to listen to. Thanks, guys. Awesome. This is a great getting his feedback going back through the episodes. Mm. Really right. Cool. Yeah, it's like a trip down memory lane. It really yeah. is. I totally forget about forgot about half these episodes, you know, and it's like, oh, I remember we did that. Yeah. Chad Capper, too. That was cool. I remember that now. Yep. Okay. Uh, so someone left the cat out the bag. What do we got for iTunes review? We have an iTunes review. <laughs> uh, it's entitled. Uh, what? It's it's entitled "Great Show" by Jeff Weist. Uh, he says, "I've been getting back into RC Helis after trying many years ago. Your show has been very helpful. Episode two sixty, grinding my gears, was very informative. It cleared up a lot of things for me regarding setup, gear ratios, and head speed. I also just listened to episode two oh six." Interview with Dan Guskos. Uh, I thought a four-hour episode would drag on, but it was captivating the whole time. I couldn't stop listening. He is an inspiring gentleman. Keep up the good work. P.S. Weist rhymes with beast. Wow. That's awesome. Jeff Weist. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. I, I thanks. really appreciate that. Yeah. Very cool. We have another one here. Do we? Did we read this? Valentine's Day? No, we did not. Go ahead. says, Happy Valentine's Day, boys. And this is from Steve, but not Mr. Miata Steve. <laughs> says, hey, Freefall guys. Always great to hear you. Thought after hearing you guys talk about it week after week and no one leaving you an iTunes review, I better chime in. Great weather in Florida. We shall were here. Not. <laughs> uh, Andy, thanks for the bashing. And he's got the sunglasses emoji face. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to building for me. Happy V Day, you bunch of V's. <laughs> awesome. <Thank laughs> nice. You. All right, sweet. Awesome. Thanks, right. guys. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. So, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at freefallrc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, And check out our webpage, freefallrcpodcast.show. Say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. Chris. Hi. See, you can ask me back. <laughs> flight Test Forums, Off the Field, Audio and Video Production, Other Than Flight Test Podcast, Free 4 Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. All right. And he's still doing uh, it. I checked. Nice. Not too long ago. <laughs> Fellow podcasters. Well, what do we have here? The Heliheads Podcast. Uh, that's uh, Dan, Kevin, Scott, Mike. And uh, Brett Gop- Gottlieber was on this yep. week. Real real quick, want to give them a, a shout-out for their last episode with Lucian Miller. Yeah. Really good technical episode. And I was thinking about this today. We didn't really plan this, but between their episode, talking about motors and ESCs, our episode about gearing, and Telerotor's okay. episode about PWM, it's yeah. like a trifecta power system technical thing you should yeah. check all three of those out yeah absolutely so, yeah definitely to yeah. check out the good. other two they, yeah good, good really job good. guys yeah. yeah all right talk about them telerotor podcast two mics a rich and a robert uh-huh. bkrc podcast bert and kyle rc roundtable rc roundtable is fitz terry and lee 
And and I just got the AMA magazine where uh, I think was it Terry or Lee's uh, Lee's design was on. The, I think they were both featured in this week. They're this Terry, the the yin yang yeah. plane. Yeah, that was uh, Terry, that's and Terry, then yeah. I think Fitz had an article as well, a review or something. Yeah, very cool. Awesome. Uh, RC After Hours. RC After Hours is with Andre. Mm-hmm. High Voltage. With Mr. Watts himself. Mm, skids Up. With Frank, Javier, and Paul. I think. Has it been four months yet? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I lost it. Feels count. like it. Uh, Inverted Down Under. That's with Ozzy, Mozzy, and Jeff. Okay. Uh, Park Flyer podcast. Park Flyer. That's with uh, two J's and a mic, right? Or two mics and a J. Two mics and a J. Yes. Uh, Houdini RC Heli podcast. That's Richard and uh, Kenny. And RC Plane Lab. RC Plane Labs. That's with Ron and Tom. All right. I got to get a little Ron and Tom in the morning. (laughs) I got to get a little little quack quack. Oh, man. oh shit! See, this is what happens with this show. It just evolves it on its own. Yeah. Uh, all right, and check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Yep. Speaking of still evolving on his own, Bill Ann, check him out. <laughs> check yep. him out. Awesome. Yep. All right. Thanks for our listeners. Free your skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. 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 <laughs> the flesh it returns. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Chris, that freaking time just flew by. But that was it. That was all I did. Was shovel, sim, and bleed from my nose. <laughs> Damn. That man. sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's getting better. I mean, it's evening out now. The The weather's kind of evening out, and it's not as cold. So right. days are getting longer. So uh, actually, I heard that Sunday we might have, let's see, what did they say? 40s and sunny. Maybe hitting 50. I don't know. I might be able to get out and do some flying on Sunday. Nice. If I'm not over at whoever's house that is that has their... Uh, notifications on and <laughs> whipping their speakers out. Uh huh. <laughs> Might be doing a drive. All right, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> Who's next? So how's your all's week been? Other than like more snow and frigid ass weather. Shitty. Well, then I can't uh, comment because that's all I got was more snow and frigid ass weather. <laughs> and it, was it was really bad here today. It was like 27, but the wind was blowing like 15 miles an hour, and it was a cold wind. Oh, it man. cut through all three layers of my clothing. So, Yikes. <clears throat> I get real up close and whisper. We are now checking for proper modulation. Proper modulation. As you know, I told you I not to just... be stupid, you moron. <laughs> That's my favorite one. <laughs> sit down, shut up. Shut up, sit down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Where's that? Yo, what's up, guys?
Yo. What up? Hey. Um, I'm going to start a new chat because I, I want to keep this one just us. Yeah. So I'm going to start. I want to invite everyone, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. See you in a few. Steve Lair, we should all just stay in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the entire show like this and whisper <laughs> real up close. All right, and I'll just hey. yell the whole time. Yeah, yeah, you move back and yell really loud. Hey, now. Shut up, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. What is that? It's Andy's daycare. Yeah. Shut up, sit down. <laughs> 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 Shit. Uh, makes me laugh every time i know me too yeah steve uh, i was telling the guys that uh yeah i'm thinking it's just uh her copd and bronchitis i oh <laughs> sorry sorry what i'm looking for uh-huh that's right it's too long, like the root hanging off. Yeah. So it hits the. Yeah, just spindle. sand that shit down. Oh, I'm you just got gonna a jam it in there. I'm not even gonna sand it. I'm just gonna jam it in there. Call it a day. I heard zeal blades are really good for combat. Yes, sir. Your poor wife. Steve just jams it in there and calls it a day. Stupid <laughs> 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 The one blade went in pretty good. What is going on with this one? It's a little crooked. I'll send it to you guys. Shove harder. I know. I gotta jam it in harder. Get the KY out. Jam it in. Uh, I got. I got. I got some grease. They call it black grease. If that don't work, get a hammer. Yeah, I'm about to tap it in here. Let's see. I'm about to tap it in. Tap, tap it in. Tap, tap, tap. tap. What's a fucking video? What am I supposed to do with this? You're supposed to watch it. And I ain't watching this shit. You crazy? <laughs> Fucking seven minutes. Why the fuck would I want to watch this? Douchebag. <laughs> That's right. All right. Do we have a document? No. We're waiting on you. Uh, You're the computer guy. Here we go. Yeah, we're not smart enough for that. We're all too stupid to do that. That's what I was going <laughs> to say, Kevin. <laughs> See, Kevin and I think a lot. Yep. We we both know the other one's too stupid to make a document. What's a document? All right, that's not it. <laughs> that's uh What's that? Somebody cooking. That's uh Villain 2? Villain 2. What's this? For you. Shut up. Hey, I, I want to make it into one of Mike's Mike's productions someday. So maybe he'll use the the, the pecker bit. Come on, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike's a good dude. I'm I'm so glad I got to meet him when they uh when I went up to your show one year. Uh huh. Yeah, man, he's the best. Yeah. I remember when I first talked to him on, on like uh, Facebook. 
I, we didn't talk about RC helis. I think we talked about shooting because he did. He does competitive competitive pistol shooting, and I did for a while. Yeah, I think we talked for an hour just about shooting when I first met him. Yeah, Mike was all serious in that grandmaster and all. Yeah, yeah dude, he's he's a cool, he's a good dude. Yeah, man. You guys see Ricky Cricky anymore? Yeah. Yeah, he started coming out this year quite a bit. Uh-huh. I was yeah. seeing him every weekend. That was yeah. great when he came up. I got to meet him. He came. You brought him up to Rochester that one year. That was yeah. When I flew his, when uh-huh. I flew his tri- Triablo. Triablo, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he took some time off, obviously, because of what happened with him. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good to see him this year. He he flew a lot this year, actually. He's got a Oxy Five, you know, stretched, and uh, still still a Protoss man. So both, you know, him, him and Mike both going through hardships. Just to bounce back and have their hobby buddies help them yeah. through it, that, that had to have been huge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Well, tell, them, tell the boys that said what's up. I will. <laughs>